You're listening to DraftKings Network. in the first segment it's the world cup the world cup hasn't gone anywhere and we're getting sad that it's about to go but colombia is gone messi is gone not argentina only messi exclusively <laughs> portugal is out we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this topsy-turvy ass world cup in the second segment we talked to the host of seeing red mark fishkin yeah that's right we've got a red in our studio. That's right, live in our studio. He's a really cool dude. We get to talk to him in the second segment. <laughs> yo, what, well, yo, what them colors mean, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the third segment, we get all on all the other MLS stuff. Mauro Diaz is leaving to a country that we we know very well. Uh, we that I've actually been to, Alexis. Yeah. Uh, so it was. It's, uh, it's a terrible country. Don't go there. <laughs> uh, but but we cover all the other all the derbies, all the uh, the Cali Clasico, a bunch of great games, all more and this week on. The Cooligans! Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Yeah! Come on! Get your spirits up, everybody. Wow, <laughs> if you're English, you hate this show, but love today. <laughs> yes, there's no uh, p- possible way English people can enjoy us two, especially. There's only one, and he's a little sadistic. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are, we, um, maybe we sound a little bit more somber than usual, uh, but we just came back from the England, uh, Columbia, woke up. Uh, round of 16 match. And once again, Geiger ruins it all. <laughs> Man of the match, yeah. Mark Geiger. <laughs> Mark Geiger's whistle. <laughs> Boy, that I, that yellow card got way, way more action than Lingard. I think you, know I mean? uh, you could you can build a Columbia flag out of those yellow cards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a good start to it. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Come on. This is the Gooligans, baby. My name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And we are your two favorite stand-up comedians who host the soccer podcast goddamn funniest soccer podcast it's the funniest soccer podcast it's also the gulliest soccer podcast brat, brat, brat. everybody gets it also it's the most we love this world cup podcast <laughs> that's right i that, can't get enough of this world cup i hope it never ends and, that, that, and that's really the sad thing that it will end uh, why really just uh it, it's like when you know your parents are about to get divorced right it's just why we're look we're here right now we're not divorced we're having a good time we're having a good time yeah things are not perfect but come on <laughs> why get divorced that's so that's weeks away we can we can stop that train right now you're gonna ruin it for everyone <laughs> uh so first I, I just wanted to give uh uh because i i am colombian that's uh, right. You've become Colombian. I've, I've been Colombian my entire life since you've, the beginning of the World Cup. You've been you've been Colombianized. <laughs> That's right. So we got we got to show some respect and love to our Colombian brethren. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Little Pastor Lopez. We're so sorry <laughs> to all the cafeteros, <laughs> to all oh, the parceros. What a shame. 
Oh. Back to selling cocaine. I mean, that was soccer shit. They, uh, that's all. They don't do that anymore. I forgot. I forgot. Okay, they moved it to the uh, the countries around Colombia. I haven't been reading the pamphlets. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Bolivia. Thanks, <laughs> Bolivia. thanks for picking up the slack where the Colombians <laughs> left off. I I am. Uh, you know. Look, people. I've got a couple text messages from people who don't really watch the World Cup. Don't really watch soccer. I should say. Yeah. And have been watching this World Cup, and they're like, "Oh, why does it have to go to penalties? It's so stupid." Have you been watching every game basically has been <laughs> riveting? Yeah. There's even, maybe been four games this entire tournament that haven't been edge of your seat. Yeah. I mean, you're bitching about penalties, but do you have any idea the pressure under? <laughs> These are people who've never held a controller that's been shaking during penalties. That's what it is. <laughs> that's right. They don't they don't understand it like we do. Yeah, we they're not inside. It's us us and World Cup athletes are really the only people that kind of really understand we get the, it. the pressures that come with I mean, think about <laughs> a it. A world class athlete. Who understands that pressure more? Someone, let's say on the USA men's national team? <laughs> Or like a Mike LaBelle. You know what I mean? Who does that <laughs> maybe eight times a day? Yes, the EMLS players, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're under an equ almost an equivalent amount of pressure. Yeah. Okay? I mean, some people may argue, wait, uh, you know, it's not, maybe not millions of people are watching the EMLS Cup final. Sure. But definitely thousands, hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. First of all, they're filling out stadiums for these games. Sure. So they understand they get the it. pressure. <laughs> so like they, when I play Call of Duty, I mean, I might as well get free coffee. You know what I mean? As a soldier. <laughs> yes. That, Call of Duty is also the, the, what Alexis calls going to the bathroom. Anyway. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Dad, joke of the week. <laughs> because it's a, it's a long arduous process <laughs> and lots of men will die <laughs> and i might not make it back <laughs> and there will be blood <laughs> oh my goodness ah why do you still listen um <laughs> a, a couple things is to remind everybody before we begin because we're, we're, there's only two weeks left uh before the beginning of the world cup comedy tour yes world the, cup the comedy world cup tour. is ending soon but really the 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 larger uh, global event, the the real the, the real tournament, <laughs> the real yeah. intent, the, where we we'll, we will be sweating right. during each every moment. Uh, and, of, uh, first of all, I guarantee you because we're going to very hot cities. <laughs> and second of all, every show goes to penalties. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty intense. So uh, the World Cup comedy tour that we will be participating with. Uh, Total Soccer Show at Mike Majid, uh, comedian out of L.A., also runs the L.A. Goalkeeping Academy. Uh, tickets are available right now for eight different cities. Uh, he also has the uh, Inside the 18 podcast, you know. Inside the... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, his other podcast. That's right. Um, so, uh, again, just a reminder, anybody who does not recall, oh, uh, the cities are Omaha, uh, Kansas City, Richmond, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbus, Chicago, and we can finally officially announce. Which no one has any idea <laughs> what this next city is. ATL. We going to All-Star. We're doing our own show <laughs> at MLS All-Star, or at least in the city it's happening because yeah. MLS don't really so talk about it. Tickets for those are going to be, uh, should be available right now. If they're not, just please uh, tweet at, at us at Soccer Cooling. Or at World Cup Comedy Tour. Yeah, SoccerCooling at gmail.com. Hit us up if you uh, want to get tickets and you uh, are un unable to. Uh, so hit us up or email us however you want to get in contact with us please do that and, and by the way uh um atlanta we might be doing two shows that's how big this could be down there that's right so so it's gonna I be mean, tell your friends it's gonna be an event 
Uh, Jay, cool. Jay Riddle, tell everybody. <laughs> That's when we when we put out the beacon to Atlanta. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, we put on the sleeveless light, <laughs> and that light shines up la- yeah, in the-, the skies of Atlanta, and Jay knows he's needed. <laughs> the zucchini lets him know. The World Cup zucchini lets him know. Zucchini alert. Um, so uh, make sure you get tickets for that World Cup Comedy Tour dot com. Uh, it, it's gonna be uh, great. Uh, there's gonna be guests at, at different cities, so no, no, uh, no show is gonna be the same in each city. So uh, it, it's it, you gotta come, you gotta come, you gotta come and be there and experience it yourself, because uh, it's uh, it's it's an honor for us to do something like this, and this is for for comedy and American soccer. This is a thing that. It, this could be the beginning of something really, really exciting. So we we, we want to be on this the forefront could be of it. An everlasting love. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so that so that we're uh, stoked about that again. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we we want to do this all over again. We want to do the World Cup comedy tour every single year. Every year, if the so World if you Cup guys come out, we're gonna bring the World Cup every year. We're every the, all this four year stuff ridiculous. We're gonna trash tra- Johnny Fantino. This is garbage. You gotta yeah. change this. These lazy soccer players. <laughs> what are we doing? First of all, we're uh, we're performing every night, okay. Mm-hmm. And second of all, we're doing the World Cup every year, but we're only gonna get a chance to do it every year if you guys come out and support. So please buy those tickets, WorldCupComedyTour.com. That's right. Us, Total Soccer Show, Inside the 18, Mike Magic. We got we got big stars and those other guys that were the big stars. <laughs> Come on out, guys. Yeah, so uh, there might be, yeah, there might be surprise guests from, uh, you know, your team's, uh, your city's team out, out there. So there's, Ooh. you got to, you got to show up because we, Come we, on. we can't, we can't even reveal all those secrets, even though Alexis will probably spoil it at some point during this podcast. Uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course I will. But that just means you have to listen. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and, and right before we get started, don't forget to leave a review and uh, on iTunes five stars uh, rate review uh, we've we've been getting some uh, some nice reviews some mean reviews no yo it's been great that's it you got it we, we gotta we gotta raise the bar if people are not happy with what we're doing you know it's not it's not always have it really gotten bad reviews <laughs> we got a couple yeah <laughs> really yeah man that's that's what comes when you when you when you at the top everybody goes for your head <laughs> they come all right heavy is the head that where's the crown well, Dog? look, we asked for five star reviews. We didn't ask for none of that other bullshit. <laughs> so, but no, uh, feel free to do that. Leave a review on there uh, uh, on iTunes. It helps us climb the iTunes ranking so that more people can hear about the show. And if you have a friend that likes soccer and they don't know about the Cooligans, you're really you're letting them down. So, Absolutely. I mean, that, that's on you. All right. And don't forget to go to our reviews page if you already left a review. And if you see a negative review, just hit that little button that says it offended you. <laughs> and it will go away. Yes, report it to your yes. congressman. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about this World Cup. This round of 16, uh, you know, they've been... Were there any games since the, since the last podcast? Were there any other group stage games? Uh, I don't, uh, maybe there were. Yeah, there were. The, the one, yeah, all the ending ones. All, all the last all ones. The, the match day threes uh, were... Uh, but. I mean, the only ones that stood out to me. I mean, I went to go. I went to Astoria, Queens, uh, to watch Colombia against. Wow, you you took a flight to Medellin, basically. (laughs) Yeah, uh, cheaper actually than. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. it's the only. I got me there faster than the MTA. I'll tell you that much. You can you can Uber your way (laughs) to to little Colombia. (laughs) So. uh, Yeah, I saw the game uh, in uh, in Astoria. Uh, The place is called, I think. Smash and twist, or twist and smash, something like that. It's on uh, on the on the Steinway stop uh, uh, in Astoria, and uh, packed with Colombians, just uh, jammed. 
Which is Queens and which is, that's Queens. Know, that's that's, that's bodegas in Queens. That's everywhere. Queens is wall to wall Colombians Just everywhere. <laughs> you're hitting them with newspapers. You know, you're getting exterminators. They won't go away. So the but the game was uh, was exciting. Uh, Colombia did win that game. And uh, any other one? And then we had the 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 England Belgium uh, the game that nobody wanted to win. Uh, because yeah. <laughs> and look how that turned out. But nobody wanted to play Japan. <laughs> I would have played Japan happily. Yes, uh, but it got scary there for Belgium in in, uh, in that game. So uh, my question is: Do you think I thought this was what was going to happen with Germany? Like, all right, they went down to the wire with Sweden and they won in the last second. Uh, you know that that's going to make them a uh, a more solidified team and that's going to galvanize them a bit. And no, that didn't happen. Germany no. ends up losing um, in the knockout round to Japan. Right? No, no, no. They didn't get out of the group. No, they didn't get out of the group. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I'm all over the place. Yeah, yeah. they lost to it's South tough Korea because a lot has happened. Right, just today. Just I'm trying yesterday. to remember. Yeah, it's hard to, re- to. I honestly feel like we should do a podcast every other day, really, <laughs> because there's so much happening. They lost to South Korea. South Koreans were getting carried all over Mexico. Yeah. on the shoulders of Mexicans, and then Mexicans don't make it through the, to the fifth game yet again. Yeah. Uh, Yet again. So okay. So at least let, let, let's uh, find that place to at least start with the with the Mexican sadness, right? Yeah. They got a new president, but they lost uh, in the in the That's world. Right. They hired their own. They 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 voted in their own Trump, their own populist. Is he? Is he? Is that He's what a he, bit of a populist. I, I have no. I I, have, I literally have no idea. What Everyone I, calls him Amlo. That's his uh, initials. A M L O. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's a little bit of a populist. Okay. Whatever. People right. voted for him. He's just going <laughs> to stop corruption. So I'm sure we'll be having a funeral for him pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now, yeah, this is, uh, uh, you know, this uh, this is a political podcast now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this get, is why you tune in. Get used to it. So, uh, don't you want to know about Mexican politics, guys? So, so leave a good review on this political podcast. Yeah, yeah five stars. <laughs> Mexico did lose against Brazil. It's Brazil, right? Uh, no one, no one truly expected them to be able to they they weren't going to dominate Brazil. If they were going to win, it was going to be kind of a miracle, right? Uh, but this is the World Cup, where that would have happened. Yes, I every every game. Forget what what your what your your daddy's World Cup yeah, was, no, right? Your granddaddy's even. World Cup. Even your older cousin's World Cup got nothing. <laughs> got no. There's no history. Nothing. There's nothing that nothing. you can. Legends. <laughs> nothing. Stats. Nobody cares. Trash. Uh, <laughs> all of it. Trash. All of it. Nothing means nothing to nobody. Yeah. All right. You show up in those 90 minutes. Yes. The the Asian the Asian Confederation is wants the World Cup and they're taking it. All right. <laughs> and they just might. They just, you know? <laughs> well, no, they're all out. They're all out. Well, no, Russia. Know, Russia's Asian. Is Russia in the Asian Confederation? Yeah. Isn't that UEFA? No. Oh, I guess they wouldn't be. Yeah, they're yeah. Asian. Yeah. There you go, Russia. <laughs> those, Asian, those Asians. Yeah, <laughs> all those Asian Russians. They're technically Asian. Okay, hands up. <laughs> Not our fault. We don't make the rules. It could have been the Australians. Those Asians could have won. Uh, this has been absolutely amazing. Mexico very much could have won. People text me all the time, like, who, who's the favorite? There are none anymore. Yeah. The favorite is Bedlam. That's what the favorite is. The favorite is chaos. May- madness. Yeah, mayhem. <laughs> no one you knows know, who, what's happening. Who's the favorite? Well, let me flip this table and I'll <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I will explain everything for yeah. you. And hopefully there's a coin on the edge that flips in the air. <laughs> you know, and then you could call that. Uh, in general, I know last week, we were we were arguing if this is the best World Cup 
we've ever seen. That argument's over. This really is the uh, last. Last week, I I was of the belief of like since the U.S. was not there, and those those memories that I've had of of the U.S. Uh, having some success in the World Cup made me, uh, you know. Feel like something was missing. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a sense of of yearning for more. Yes, and I'll I have to say this the the fact that this World Cup has been so unpredictable. Yeah, and and results have been so unexpected, uh, and, and games have been so close when they really in in history they should not be. Right, history says they should not be. This uh, I have to say is the greatest World Cup I've ever seen. This is so good that I think the U.S. should just not even try to get in the next <laughs> World Cup. Like, let's just keep making. Now, them. now we realize that the world, the U.S. has actually ruined every yeah. World Cup, and also Italy, and also <laughs> Netherlands and Chile. You guys just never. We need to turn the World Cup as it is right now into a single entity. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot make. And look, it. we are we are very experienced in this. We're yeah. well versed in how this works. You cannot make your way. <laughs> in. This is it. This is the you, little you, bubble that we are now. All right. There's a going to be an expansion fee if you want to get into the next World Cup. <laughs> okay? I am I'm floored with how amazing this World Cup is. I uh, you know, Mexico beating Germany. It could have it could have happened. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Mexico beating Brazil. It could have happened. It could have happened. It absolutely could have happened. What what's wild is that in a couple examples, right? In in, in Belgium, Japan, also even in, with Colombia, England, like there there is a clear favorite uh mm-hmm. during the game. Uh, and, and you know, before the game happens, and you're you're seeing a lot of the these quote unquote underdogs really show more resolve than I th- I've ever really seen from these these smaller countries that that or, or not even that. Let, let me not just say that it's all heart because we have to acknowledge that they're they're. Clearly, has been improvement over time from from the African countries, from uh, from the Asian countries. That and, and Russia is, is uh, Russia yeah. is another example of like you know. They, well, I mean, they're an example of a dope dope country, but <laughs> uh, but like let's take Japan as an example. Every one of those players was comfortable when you kicked the ball to them. I don't think you could say that about the U.S. Yeah, uh, Defenders, everyone, everyone sure. was really well, comfortable on the ball. I hate to break it to you, the U.S. is not even in this World Cup, so they haven't even received, they haven't even done anything with the ball. <laughs> Which means we're not uncomfortable on it either, you know. Hey, okay, uh, good point. Good point. Um, we can still go undefeated in this World Cup as a nation. But just for you know, another uh, there's more, just more evidence of of other countries uh, and their confederate and and their uh, uh, federations uh, improving. Yeah, and, I mean, the U.S. not making it to the World Cup is an example of of the the improvement of all the other teams, uh, all the other countries. The gap is not as wide as it used to be between the the. I guess the the large footballing countries that's and it. The, and then the minnows and we and we and it's not just Concacaf that's what no. I'm saying it's just it, between UEFA and and, and AFC uh, uh, and uh, and the African uh, uh, Confederation so there there's improvement uh, uh, across the board and and a, a lot of teams and I I did not expect I mean K- Korea over Germany that's wild is it's just crazy I mean they, they didn't even they didn't make it through. Uh, past the group stage, they needed uh, they needed Mexico to beat Sweden, and then and Korea would have made it. If you listen to last week's episode, I was like, could you imagine South Korea? No, uh, if um, who beat Mexico? Sweden. Sweden. I was like, imagine Sweden wins four nil, and this is all upside down. Let's say it was three nil. Yeah, but it was exactly what happened. Yeah, South Korea beat Germany. <laughs> And they were very, very happy about it. Uh, yeah, they I, were. And that's the thing is the 
this is what where I see like the, the you see that passion in in uh, in some of those sides in some of those countries where Korea the, yeah they didn't move on but the fact that they beat Germany is such a a pinnacle of their soccer history that will live on forever. Uh, the, yeah, these guys. I should have. I, I'm, not, I'm not watching, but they should have returned home as somewhat heroes. They should have gotten with, some, some, a bit of a, of a hero's return. Without a doubt. And I have I, one of my friends is living in Korea, my friend Amari, uh, who listens to the show. What's up, hey, Amari? What's up, Amari? It, <laughs> but I was, I was uh, texting him, and he was like, uh, he was upset because uh, he, all the Koreans were upset that, that Mexico lost to Sweden. Uh, but they were... They, they would have found some joy in Japan not getting through because Japan got through on the fair play right uh with uh over senegal right so uh, a little bit of rivalry so they there. were upset that japan got through but they were uh probably pretty happy when they lost koreans are not <laughs> super supportive of japanese people yeah, i don't know no. the history but don't don't get me involved i don't want to get we're not the ones doing it okay <laughs> that's what i heard okay my homie my uh, dominican homie out in korea all right i got <laughs> i got i got like i got spies out there and they're letting me know what's going on dominicans have moles in every country you like it or not. <laughs> uh so the, the uh, like yeah so mexico uh lost uh to brazil I, I, that's the one thing i i wanted to, there's too much going on that's why i'm like uh, staggering over here but the fair play rule uh beats so uh, J uh japan gets in senegal gets they have the same same the win same points same goal differential same, same tiebreakers same everything same points for same goals against yes um and i believe there's one other so the next tiebreaker it's the eighth tiebreaker if i'm not mistaken is or the seventh tiebreaker is uh fifa fair play rules yeah so whoever, which is the least amount of reds and yellows yeah and so japan had two two less yellow cards than senegal so they go in senegal left out of the knockout round and what's the dude's name cise right the uh, coach yeah senegalese coach he was like no nah, they're a better team you know they they knew that we all knew the rules coming in and blah blah, blah. and i just thought that was super classy because you know, I don't know that a South American coach would have said that. Would like, this is garbage and yeah. we're suing and blah, 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 blah. Just to stir up some like, you know, a little controversy for when they get back home. It doesn't look like it's their fault. And CSA straight up took it on the chin. Yeah, that is. Um, I also think there is a uh, pressure on the African nations on how they're viewed. Because uh, for, for a lot of these nations, no one ever really think thinks about them un until we see them at the World Cup. Right. Uh, and there's a little bit of like if he was if he was angry black coach and being like this is ridiculous yeah, and yeah, going yeah, out yeah. and then oh uh, more of the uh, same yeah. yeah and so uh, yes it's great that there's uh, he, that he was classy about it but it, it's really disappointing that there's a pressure for him to have to be that way that too but but losing out on the knockout round for this reason it sort of created this uh, debate is as if there. Should this be the tiebreaker? Because this uh, is officially the first time in World Cup history that the fair play rules have ever that that the tiebreaker has ever been used. Yeah. Uh, so it just sucks to be the first to have to, to lose. Like, on yeah, the totally cool. <laughs> and the, and uh, there were two late yellows that they received, I think, against Japan uh, in their in their group stage game. And it, I mean, as a coach, you can't really say. Hey, don't take it easy out there, yeah, kids. Don't, don't try so hard, <laughs> all right? Don't hit this. Just don't. You never know how we're going to win. Uh, Senegal should, like, just, I think, the way Colombia thought and, uh, and, and, and at Senegal thought the same thing. I think at one, even when we were doing the World Cup preview, we were like, oh, that's it. 
Uh, it's Colombia and Sweden most likely getting through. Nobody yeah. expected Japan to even get a point. No. And how fucking wrong were we? Yeah, they won the group. They won the group. They no, did they win the group? I think Sweden won the group. I'm Sweden won the sure. group. Sweden okay. won the group. Yes, because they because they won. They beat Mexico. That was the last the last game. They got seven points, and I think uh, Japan. No, wait. Am I getting something wrong? Yeah, no, well, you have it right. Not, yeah, yeah. That's what that's right. Uh, not Sweden. Uh, who won the group? Colombia won the group. Colombia won the group. Colombia and Japan won the was second. They Japan got second. it. Where am I getting Sweden from? Anyway, so which is why Japan played Belgium because they were first. Correct. Yeah. So uh, forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, what was I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> the fair play uh, sucks that they got out. Um, Japan. We were so wrong about Japan. <laughs> Japan was so good. Japan. This is why you listen to the Cooligans right here. Ja- uh, Japan against Belgium was one of the greatest soccer games I've ever seen in my life. It was so much fun. So I watched this in a Japan bar. Okay. And that was not the place to see it. Uh, <laughs> there were people crying afterwards. Uh, but when they when they scored, there were like three or four people that were just running back and forth, high fiving everyone. Yeah. People were going absolutely insane. It did kind of, there was a lot of people there that were Japanese and I don't think know soccer very well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were women. Um, in this one section, there was a whole table of uh, Japanese Wait, Alex, women. why are you saying women don't? Are you no. going to do this on this show right now? I want you to know that it's not. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying their brains are too small to understand the game. No. What, I mean, what I'm saying is there was this table full of Japanese women and they didn't know this sport very well. So they were screaming as okay. a group. Yeah. At nothing. I mean, just like the ball <laughs> rolling out of bounds. And they were going absolutely nuts. That's great. And I just, I was texting with a, a friend of ours and I said, yeah, God, it sounds like a, sounds like a fucking porn in here. You know what I mean? Because it's, because it's for no well, reason. Now we know why your favorite category <laughs> no, is. For zero reason. Asian women laughing. It's my yeah. favorite porn uh, category. Laughing. No, well, I guess yelling would be it. But they were just yelling for no reason. I was like, so it kind of took us all off guard every time it happened. Okay. Those of us who knew the game. And uh, he knew I was in a Japanese bar, so he said, uh, is the bar pixelated? Is that table pixelated? Which well, is a great well, Japanese porn reference. Great, great. <laughs> I mean, you, you, got, you got some good friends. I got some great friends. <laughs> yeah, comedian, you know who this person but is. But this game was incredible. Japan uh, against Belgium, up 2 nothing. I, after, the, after the first goal, uh, the, the, the first goal, which was incredible, which was a, a, a I think Belgium totally underestimated uh, Japan. Yeah, and, I think Belgium's tactics were obvious. We're just going to let them pass themselves and run around to death. Yeah. We'll score after the 70th minute, which is what they did. Yeah. And, and, and they but are. But they were already down 2-0. <laughs> They're like, they took a little time to get the yeah. game plan started. It's like a boxer who just like likes to throw a lot of jabs. Like, I'll find a couple openings. And then you take a couple hooks and you're like, all right, well, I better, I better start finding some of these openings. <laughs> you know, I'll wait till round nine to get really get things going. The... The first goal, uh, just uh, I thought I thought Japan was gonna sort of win the way Korea won against Germany, where they were like there's you know a, a, a couple scrums of ball bounces luckily their way or a couple dead balls, yeah, things like that. But no, Japan was like, nah, Tebow, yeah, Tim Tebow Courtois. How about I take it right to <laughs> you, my guy? Blasted it uh, a, a bottom corner. Uh, off that great like stutter step. I mean, I you don't you 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 see stuff like that from you expect a move like that from I don't know Stefan Marbury. You know, uh, you know, like th- there there was a, a little bit more poise and style than I expected from Japan. Yeah, they had, and like I said, every player was comfortable in the ball that I could see. And not only that, they seemed to have an idea that's like, all right, look, we can't 
go at them 100%, but we can still kind of punch. We can still swing on them. Yeah. And it was kind of fun to see. It's like, look, they're not just, you know, like as much as much fun as it is to watch Sweden, it is kind of a lot of the same thing. You know, for the most part, they're kind of just like parking the bus. But when they get the ball, they're a different team. Yeah. But defensively, they're like, everyone get real tight together and, and go all the way back. Japan was like, nah, we got this. Yeah. And uh, again, you, you hear a lot of the, the, the stereotypes that come with, uh, you know, certain the, the cultural stereotypes from yeah. different countries. And, and we were talking about this last week about how, how the, the African players are over-masculated. The, right. the, the, the Asian players are demasculated. They're always talking yeah. about how, how the, uh, they don't really say that they're smaller and weaker. They just talk about how strong and tall all the, the opposing team is. Right. So it's just like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Some of the Japanese guys lift some weights, all right? We, yeah. they, they, they're fine. <laughs> they got strength. We'll be all right. Uh, but I did like that, that kind of display where they were like, no, whatever. You're, without a doubt, Romelu Lukaku, one of the largest, strongest strikers uh, in the World Cup. Uh, yes, the, the yeah, Fellaini. The, Vertonghen. The uh, monster. All these Belgian giants. Yes. Vertonghen's header was ridiculous <laughs> but the, those those two goals from japan uh you know not i haven't watched japan my entire life or whatever but they people don't know that you were japanese for a long time i was japanese last world cup i was japanese last world cup. <laughs> uh, my i was i was my entire life i was yeah. japanese the last he's world gonna cup. be qatari next one so <laughs> but the fact that Japan played the way they did, I think, says a lot about uh, how they want to be viewed uh, to the rest of the world, to the rest of the soccer world. Yeah, even in losing, they made a statement. Yes. For sure. Uh, but that, that second goal from Takashi Inui. Inui, who? Who is going to Real Betis Balompié, right? Balompié. This, this summer, that's where he'll be. Listen, he went on a free transfer. Yeah. His value skyrocketed in this World Cup. Yeah, that dude could ball very much, and that that that. It's uh, a hapon That's a, that that's, dude balls. That's uh, the, the goal was uh, again. It was one of those that they they're not gonna do this. These Japanese guys, they don't have this yeah. kind of uh, like, this no, kind of skill. Take a couple steps back. Don't blasted worry about it. it by uh, by uh, Thibaut Courtois. Uh, loved it. Courtois, I couldn't tell if the Japanese players were having the games of their lives or if Courtois just looked really bad. No, it was uh, the Japanese were were better. They uh, they outdid Courtois for those two goals. I mean, and uh, they and and the you know the the rest of the Belgian team saved them. Uh, and and the look on Roberto Martinez's face after the second goal was um, priceless. I mean, <laughs> he was he was just like for real. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I loved. I loved every second of it, and uh, and and it added to just more of that narrative of just like this World Cup is like no, there's no nothing certain, nothing's definite. No. The, fact, the fact that I also Nasser Chadley's goal was like almost an exact replica of Landon Donovan's goal against Algeria. I, I mean, without the dummy though, was very different. Well, well, sure, right? Let's, what was it? The Dempsey, Dempsey, uh, uh, Dempsey took a shot, took a shot, and it's basically it. right in the keeper's belly. Uh, yeah, but it was almost like which is like an American dummy. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, so deflection is called an American. dummy. It's an American dummy <laughs> when you purposely kick it against the goalkeeper's really? chest. That's a drawn-up play. Jurgen yeah. Klinsmann drew up that play. That's how good <laughs> Clint Dempsey is, my guy. Uh, I don't. I, it's really a shame that Clint Dempsey wasn't given the assist on that on that goal because I mean, he had just as much as much to do with it as Landon Donovan. This is why I'm less the second assist and first assist is so that we can tell when someone's purposefully hitting the keeper in the chest. 
Uh, but no, Belgium does win this game three to two. Uh, Jan Vertonghen gets that goal, which, uh, which he had no idea he was scoring. He had no idea he was scoring. It was like the, it was like the Ben Sweat goal against Red Bull. Uh, more of a cross. Yeah, he was sort of heading the ball back in the middle. It's like just heading back into the danger zone. Really? And they'll do something with it, and all of a sudden you hear, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it was, uh, if it, it, it was not a, it was not a shot, but it was absolutely perfect. It, it was just, it was put in a place that the, the keeper, there was just no way he could, he could reach it. But I also think that the keeper played way too close to the near post. Yeah. On that one, like, the, he has a defender on him. He's not gonna, the ball's flying in the air. He's there's no way he's gonna get any any real pace on it to head it to the near post. No, without you, like yeah, he should have cheated a little bit far, far to the far post. But yo, legit, if he tried to do that, he would have now done it. If he tried it a hundred times, he wouldn't have gotten it. Maybe ninety nine point nine percent of the time, he wouldn't have gotten it. Uh, and then uh, and then Fellaini, Fellaini, who everyone hates, me included, <laughs> signs a contract with the Manchester United until twenty twenty. Everyone's laughing at them. But yeah, when when the, when it when it matters, my guy's like, I got this. What is this World <laughs> Cup? All right, let me start playing. <laughs> okay, yeah, put me in. Yeah, in the in the seventy fifth minute, and I'll I'll start. You know, I'll, I'll get going. That's when I'll show up. <laughs> um, he's the Alan Gordon. <laughs> he is. He's yeah of Belgium. Has Alan Gordon been in the been playing professional soccer longer than uh, Fellaini? Yeah, I believe so. I think so, right? I believe Alan so. Gordon has been in the league for I think forty-two years. So. Forty-two, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Before it started, which is, you know how difficult that is. Again, it was the, just the NASL legend, <laughs> Alan was, Gordon. I can't remember the dude's name. Was was the dude's name in? That's uh, gonna ruin the joke. What's the dude's name in uh, in Houston? Uh, Demarcus Beasley. Demarcus it was just Beasley, him and Demarcus yes. Beasley <laughs> kicking the ball back and forth to each other, and they're like, "Look at them go, MLS." They are the Morgan Freeman of of soccer. <laughs> Both of them have never been young. Yeah, <laughs> nope. They've and they've always been around. <laughs> uh, so, but the the, the final goal uh, from Nasser Chadli, uh, he. What a, uh, it literally was the last thing that the, happened in the game. I yes. mean, that's just Thibaut Courtois uh, does does the Tim Howard rollout, springs the attack, springs rolls the, the attack. ball, and it's to just Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne yeah. is like, all right, let's do this. De Bruyne I, is like, all right, I am one of the best midfielders in the world. Time for me to show up as well. Yeah, because he did not do much no. in that game. Takes off. I forget how it gets to. How does it get to the dummy? Uh, who sends that cross? I forgot who sends the cross. Who are, Nonetheless, I mean, Romelu Lukaku, you got to have balls of steel to just lift your leg and let that ball go. And if you bit. haven't seen the, the the FIFA, the top camera angle of of that goal and, and the Romelu Lukaku run, it is a master class mm-hmm. on how to play this damn sport. It's it's really he. I know Nasser Charlie gets that goal. But, but he, it's only because all the defenders have been dragged it is to Romelu exclusively Lukaku. only because Romelu Lukaku draws so much attention and makes the absolutely perfect run to create the space for to for, to even make that for De Bruyne to make the pass and uh, and then the dummy is just another just brilliance. It's already it's already making my head hurt. <laughs> How like the game is ending? This is the World Cup. Yeah. And he hasn't. And he didn't have the greatest of games either. No. And you lift your leg. You don't even make an attempt on the ball. He could have kicked the ball off a defender and gotten a corner, yeah. which is what I think a lesser, like center forward, would have done. Yeah. He lifts his leg, allows it to travel underneath, 
and just lets it go and has all the faith in the world <laughs> that Nasser Chadley is behind him. Yeah, but and he's, he was. But but Lukaku, if you if you see him during the run, he is he is like he he's like a point guard without the ball. Yeah, in what he's doing, you see him as soon as De Bruyne is uh, is halfway up the, their side of the field, he starts running from the from the left side. Like if you're looking down the down from the from the if you're Thibaut Courtois, Jap- no, if the Japanese side goal. Okay, so you're looking that way. So I'm lo- so you're the goalkeeper. I'm looking forward. I see Lukaku. He's running. He as soon as De Bruyne has the ball, Lukaku goes from the left side down. To the middle, and he he does like a curve, he draws he draws the the defender that's close to Chadley. Yeah, he he has a defender on him. He draws. But he brings the second defender with him. He brings a second that he goes towards Nasser Chadley's defender. Which, by the way, everyone in the world thinks this ball is coming directly to Romelu Lukaku. Yes. So, including this these two defenders, <laughs> because obviously, right? You see him. He he curves in, draws. Chadley's defender pulls him towards him. Now Lukaku g- goes. Now because he did that, now De Bruyne can make that pass uh, 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 to the winger. The winger uh, Lukaku starts running towards the ball, draws that draws that second defender, and as soon as dummies the cro- cross comes in, dummies it, and it is totally perfect. And and again at at that moment at the end of the game to do that is. That is a uh, just a brilliant move, and I know. And, and shout out to uh, Zito uh, on Twitter, writes for uh, SB Nation. Yeah, and he was pointing. He pointed out. He made a, a funny joke about how uh, you know we always talk about uh, the African players' uh, power and pace and all this other stuff, and it's like, but that had that had nothing to do with no. power and. Uh, and but pace. also Romelu Lukaku's Belgian. In Belgium. So. <laughs> yes, quote unquote Belgian. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, was he born in Belgium? I think he was. I think he was. He was. His parents, his parents are. His yeah. parents are not. Uh, so, so props to him, man, because it was a. It was a, one of the one of the more that and like I want to say, uh, is it Pavard? I forgot his first name. Pavard oh, from yeah, from the France. Curly haired uh, defender. Yes. The, what is he? The right back. That goal. <sighs> I mean, the brilliance. Yeah. Another person who had no idea what they were doing kicked that ball and they were like, "Oh my god!" Probably looked down at his foot like, "Whoa, you had that in it? Oh, I didn't know I had that." I feature. could have been a forward this whole time. I could have been a striker. I'm doing. The, I'm in the wrong. I'm playing the wrong. Put me. Yeah. In, put me in the up front, coach. What button did I just hit? <laughs> I think one of the things that frustrates me most about people who don't like soccer, they'll watch that Belgium goal and they'll think, "Well, that's cool," and I don't think they'll realize just how special it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yeah. think they'll be able to realize exactly what Romelu Lukaku did. That was absolutely incredible. It was incredible. All right. Now, let's also talk. We just mentioned France. The homie, Lionel Messi. Good, Big fan of ours. Big fan of ours. Big fan of the cool. He's done this show about 42 times. Oh, my God. So many. We have, Again, the, the recorder keeps breaking. <laughs> so we haven't been able to air them. But uh, he's a big, big fan of the Cooligans. Uh, Lionel Messi out of the World Cup. Maybe now is time he can come to MLS All-Star, hang out. <laughs> uh, How about this? You know what I just realized? What? If Cristiano Ronaldo really does sign with Juventus, that's two years in a row he's coming to the MLS All-Star. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, but he wouldn't. 
He wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. No, but he didn't. But Ronaldo didn't uh, play. Two years that he could have. He could have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's even if he could be. He could be with the team for a decade. He'd be like, Nah, I'm not. We playing. could vote him into the MLS All Star. <laughs> like, no. And he's like, mm. <laughs> No, thanks. <laughs> it's cool and everything, but nah. Nah. Uh, France defeats Argentina four to three, and uh, the Pavard goal. Uh, yes, uh, exciting, but really. Mbappe is is the the story in this game. Just the 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 horse, the galloping goddamn pony that is Kylian Mbappe. One of my favorite things about first of all, I mean, you couldn't. I don't know what else he could do to remind me besides wear his jersey to remind me more of Thierry Henry at a young age. You know, when Thierry when Thierry Henry was started, he was so fast. It's like someone like you could just give him the ball and you know he's gonna finish because he's an but M- expert finisher. And M- Mbappe has more of a of a of a Paul Pogba gallop as opposed to Thierry Henry was fast, but yeah. like he had to take more strides. It seems like Mbappe takes like three, four strides, and you're you've already you're the roadrunner. Like yeah. your feet are just going crazy. You're, <laughs> you're, you're exhausted. <laughs> your your Fitbit has way more steps than his Fitbit <laughs> at the end of every play. Yeah, it's like, but he's getting more distance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I love watching is, you know, France for the most part, it seems like they don't really have an idea of what their system is. But they figured out one thing. If we're all over here and Mbappe's over there <laughs> and we just kick it somewhere in that direction, yo, Mbappe going to get it. <laughs> and he is such, I mean, what is he, 20? Uh, no, he's uh, 19. 19. Another expert finisher. This guy, he's just so smart, whether to draw a penalty or whether to, to put the ball on frame and to test the keeper. He's just one of those guys that I watch and I'm like, you know, I don't care if he had the pace. I don't care if he did it by going central, like more of a messy style. He is just one of those dudes that when he gets in front of goal, I, I'd be putting my, I'd be putting everything I own on the line that he's going to score. Yeah, I mean, it, it's he. It was an entertaining game. It was entertaining to watch the. Uh, unless you're Argentina. Unless you're. Look, I, I, I was hoping Argentina were not. I, I, I was hoping that they just it wasn't as much of the, the shambles that I sort of kind of, you know, expected it to be. They they that was hard. To, that it, was hard to watch. It's not just Messi. You know, obviously, Messi cannot carry this team. And can we stop blaming Sampaoli? But can we start blaming Sampaoli? It's not his fault. <laughs> you are. This is. I'm a Sampaoli stand. In any, you know that. In any scenario, when it comes to coaches and, and, and system and structure, you're, you would immediately blame the coach on any other team. Except this coach. <laughs> this coach can do no the, wrong. And we didn't talk about this last week. What, what happened to the, the mutiny? The mutiny. So which is why I'm Argentina. saying it's not his fault. Coach Messi. Messi got his first loss <laughs> and he got booted out of the World Cup all in the same game. We know you love Sampaoli, but Sampaoli, uh I hope, I beg, I plead, please, <laughs> please come to the US men's national team. Please prove I, all these dummies wrong. After after that display, I don't know. I mean, also Dave Sarakin just got an extension to the end of the year. Yeah, but that's just so they have more time to talk to Sampaoli. Everybody what loves. Want. It seems like the players are really uh, getting along with uh, Dave Sarakin. I don't know. It's not that crazy. No, it give, is. It's absolutely give insane. Give him a shot. I look, I love Dave Sarakin. Thank you for coming on our podcast. <laughs> but no, that's not happening. Not happening at all. Um, He'll eat a garbage plate before <laughs> before he becomes a men's This game was coach. strange, right? Because uh, with, uh, with France and Argentina and all the all the lead up of, of, of what was going on with Sampaoli in the background where people the rumors were that the that basically you know i mean i'm just uh, exaggerating probably but they, that was messi was picking the starting lineup picking the bench 
mm-hmm. I, I picking who the coaches that was going to be, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody was just there, like, yo, put on a tight shirt and just walk around a little bit. Somebody was like, can I just show my uh, sleeve <laughs> tattoos? Like, yeah, all right, fine. Also, you know, manager with sleeve tattoos? I don't know about that. The greatest. <laughs> all right. What other what other coach you know looks like rides a Harley home? <laughs> well, they, I, I did uh, read something. I forgot who wrote it, or uh, I may have seen it. Uh, maybe it was like a Fox Sports thing or so something. Uh, something about the about the tattoos that they say that you shouldn't that athletes shouldn't get tattoos because it goes into your bloodstream and can affect your actual physical play. And and that that this yeah we've seen that in the NBA. These guys are covered head to toe. <laughs> they say that that there's a a, a small percentage of uh, of like. Uh, like efficiency that you lose like from from uh stamina and stuff like that so it might be true with jr smith uh <laughs> we'll see but how can you not blame sampaoli in this game no Higuain, no no paulo de balas Sir, uh uh sergio Aguero doesn't start this game he how could he not be to blame because apparently he's not the one who picked that team okay and you're fine with that you're fine with a coach being uh, humiliated that way and being told like, "Yo, you're not, you're not running this." Uh, you, I'm the captain now. It right? is, it is, it is just a learning experience for when he <laughs> wins the World Cup with the U.S. Men's National Team. <laughs> any other, any other coach would be like, "You can't show weakness amongst anybody. How dare you?" No, think of the strength he showed by letting them pick the team. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I'm sure. exemplary. <laughs> Is what I would say. Wow. You've turned a, turned a new leaf, Alexis. Can I just say something? When I was talking about Sampaoli, the majority of the people listening to this podcast didn't even know who he is. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's an expert and says he's terrible at his job because he had one little bad run. Okay? <laughs> and it wasn't the, again. It wasn't mo- even a fault. One little bad run and, you know, qualifying was oh, a nightmare. When it, oh, I'm sorry that Messi won it last time and Sampaoli ruined it for him. Get out of here. <laughs> uh a, a, a bummer felt bad uh, because uh, we have no Messi in the World Cup and we also have no Ronaldo in the we World no Cup. We have no Ronaldo in the World Cup. Uruguay. We have no Messi. We have, uh, but we do have Uruguay. Uruguay. Mr. Mr. Chomp, chompers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we call him, Mr. Chompers. El pistolero. <laughs> also the biter. Um, I think I, you know, there's so, it's upside down. I, to me, it's going to be Brazil versus Uruguay, and I think that's going to be a beautiful thing, because remember that was the that was the final of the first World the Cup first ever, World Cup, yeah. which Uruguay won. What up, bang bang? Um, and uh, you know that's going to be what the final uh, that's going to dictate who plays the final from that bracket. So I'm excited. Okay, uh, and oh, we have to obviously have to talk about Spain and Russia. Four teams nobody wanted to see <laughs> competing: Russia versus Croatia, Sweden versus England. This could either be. I mean, don't say nobody. I mean, yeah, obviously four countries, but that's about (laughs) it. Look, I think this could be either the easiest route for England or the most embarrassing route for England out of the World Cup. Seeing this, uh, you can't really understand why England can't get to the final fairly easily after that Colombia game. Well, Croatia, Croatia is a tough team, and Russia maybe you know is upping the dosage. Remember we talked about this, Putin. <laughs> Putin's hitting that little. What's that button you get when you go to the hospital? You give yourself For morphine. Yeah. Oh, he's hitting the. But that's it's going to all the players. When he hits it. <laughs> it's just more dosage. He's it's like, just like fast more and horse fu- tranquilizer. Fast and furious when they hit the nitrous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the veins pop out on all the Russian players' necks. Um, I just. 
look, I think Russia can be Croatia. I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be Croatia oh, no. versus but England. But before that, Spain. They be defeated Spain in penalties, 4-3. to three. Right. Spain looked awful this game. Is that Sampaoli's fault, too? <laughs> I don't mind blaming him, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is clearly the, the Lopetegui effect. Mm. Lopetegui was home like, yeah, see. Sí. Me gusta, right? Mm. <laughs> Me gusta, right? <laughs> A fief. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Spain leaving the World Cup to Russia. I mean, you, maybe you understand they didn't get out of the group stage of last uh, last World Cup, right? Yeah. Spain. And so you understand that they may have not gotten that far, uh, especially with the, their, their coaching, uh, their you know the, the coaching vacancy that was that the, the emergency vacancy that they had, but. That you don't, you're Spain. You don't lose to Russia. Come on, a, a, Russia. We're not. Also, you're Russia. You can't beat Spain. They know that. Come on. <laughs> Remember when their manager was like, "This is the worst group we have. We're not even going to make it out of the group stages." <laughs> just already qu quitting on them before. Y'all just beat Spain. They beat Spain, and uh, the. So let me get this right. Russia gets a fifth game. Russia. Gets Sweden gets a fifth game. Mexico. They're, yeah, they all, all you the the Russian the Russians had signs that said quinto partido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why why you have to do it in in our language? Yeah, though? I mean you know <laughs> why there first of all your A's look really weird, but wow that's very disrespectful. Uh, but what do you, how do you feel about Spain uh, losing to Russia? Because obviously it's a bigger deal for Spain to lose to Russia than for Russia to beat Spain. That's yes, my opinion. I agree, but I think this is the, the World Cup twenty eighteen, baby. Yeah. Up is down, down is up. I mean, if, if Spain would have won, we'd all would have been like, ew. <laughs> An actual like a result everyone expected. Sure. That's yeah. not fun. Yeah, even even when uh Belgium won against Japan, I'm like, yo, this is that's the wrong move. Yeah, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. Okay. All Japan right. was supposed to score that goal late. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind because I DVR'd it. I'm gonna rewind this so I want the writers to fix this <laughs> yeah. show because you this is not the way it's supposed to go. Maybe you'll get it right the next season. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh but the, the fact that uh, Spain uh, completed, I believe, was something about 400,000 passes mm -hmm. uh, in this game. Yeah, uh, give I'm, or take. Give or take. I'm pretty sure it's more give than take. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the fact that they, I don't even know. Like they, 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 they did what they always do. They passed themselves to death. And then they just had no one that could finish. They really didn't. They also had no idea how to finish. They were like, all right, we're just supposed to keep passing the ball around. At some point, people give us points. It's, I mean, some people were like, well, when you don't bring Davi on the on the team, I mean, you're gonna that's it. That's the result. You shouldn't expect anything. Say, yeah, Sam Bowley would have bought him. <laughs> uh, and I know that because Sam Bowley brought Mascherano, who's also very old. <laughs> so... Uh, so all right. So who do we have uh, left, really? Uh, so it's Russia versus Croatia. Yeah, that was that that Croatia Denmark game was uh was pretty entertaining. Was, I mean, was, also with the penalties, which was kind of uh, cool to in a day. Yeah, the that game I was at a a bar and there was a Danish guy. I posted who everyone on the internet thinks is Klopp, <laughs> Jurgen Klopp. Which uh, I mean, what are you gonna do? All, I, everybody in that region. With a blonde beard, looks yeah. the exact same way. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Look, <laughs> they're all six eight, uh, great hair and blonde maybe, beards. Maybe the Danes can learn a little something from the South Koreans and switch jerseys. Because <laughs> no one knows any difference between all. Wouldn't of you. Have, uh, we wouldn't have hated you for it. Nope. Okay. We would have applauded you. So, uh, but yeah, he when um, the 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 penalty 
that was uh that was given to uh who I forgot who was the forward that uh, they got fouled, but when Croatia they they were awarded a penalty towards the end, and I didn't understand how the 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 defender was not given a red card because he 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 tackled him from behind, but he did make a play for the ball, so I, that that is the rule now. Yeah. If they if they at least go for the ball, you got to at least try. And it's the and it's the the, the last def- and you're the last defender. Yeah. Uh, you will. It's a. It's you awarded the penalty, but it's you don't a, get a red. You don't get a red. You just get a yellow. It's crazy to me because he looked like he he literally uh, uh like tackled from behind. He caught the player. I mean, it's weird to say that he oh, he was going for the ball. Uh, because as he was dragging another he, <laughs> human being down to the ground, yeah. So whatever, but he, he just he, kicks his little foot he out. Did, he did make a reasonable attempt to the ball, but he he went through a human being to get to it. Yeah. So. Uh, so even though that was the case, but when once the, uh, the uh, Luka Modric took the penalty, the Danish guy, I, I, for whatever time, I was like, oh, let me record this penalty, and the Danish guy happened to be right there. I was like, oh, let me record what his reaction is, and uh, and luckily the the keeper stopped it, and uh, and he had a full blown orgasm. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah. he literally dropped to his knees uh, and went nuts. It was a it was a beautiful thing to that's see. That's what it's all about. That's World Cup is is uh, giving people orgasm. So that's it. I mean, that's what it's all, that's really what that's it's all what about. We do. <laughs> that's why we're here <laughs> we're here about them goals and them orgasms yeah son nothing more okay nothing less <laughs> uh so these are the 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 quarterfinals we are going to have just eight games eight games remaining yeah so by the cup. time the next time we speak uh uruguay uh, will have beaten france uh <laughs> brazil will have beaten belgium uh, Russia will have probably beaten croatia <laughs> unfortunately and england will probably have beaten sweden Although that's one of the teams that could probably give them trouble, yeah, it, it, it will. I mean, seeing seeing the trouble that they had with, I think Sweden is going to be less trouble than Colombia. That's that's my guess. But. I do not want this tournament to end. I am so sad that it's down to eight teams it's, only. It's too goddamn entertaining. This is so good. And you know what pisses me off is you know we're going to have a really boring final because of all this. Uh yeah, you know it. You I know mean, it's I'm, gonna be defensive and. Uh. I mean, who who could possibly, if uh, it's Brazil versus, like England should get out of their bracket, right? So at least it, we could set up to have. Um, the hope is that at least it took for for, and we're just rooting for an entertaining final. If you're just rooting for an entertaining final, I think uh, England Brazil is the most entertaining final you could have. Uh, England Croatia, I can make a I can make a, a for entertainment value. Yeah. Come uh, on, Luka Modric? No, I mean, but storylines, fo- football's coming home, okay? That's but, not the only storyline. Brazil but needs to, like, you know, make good for that horrible showing in their home country. No, no, so that's what I'm saying. But but Brazil-England is better than Brazil-Croatia. Is, would you argue that? I mean, I, th- I would. I would say that you could make a point. You could, make, you could argue that Croatia is a better matchup. I'm going to go with, I, I do think Brazil, England is probably better, but I don't want to see England in the final. I don't want them to have any chance of winning just because their fans are so obnoxious. Well, my hope is that regardless of how far England gets, the, that the England fans will show a little bit more support for those players. Oh, yeah, for the first time. You guys time. won your first penalty shootout in forever. Yeah. No, I think it's the first the first World Cup penalty shootout that they've won. Yeah, that, that's been a bogey for them forever. Yeah. So the fact that you that that your these young players that are trying that are trying their best and Raheem Sterling who is the worst person in the world yeah he buys his mama house 
What an awful young man. He only shops at like uh, regular stores. Did you know that? He doesn't wear like really expensive clothing. He shops at like like H&M type stuff out yeah. there and they make fun of him for Disgusting. that. Disgusting. How dare you? What a terrible human being. What a Can spoiled. this guy do nothing right? <laughs> there there was just a uh, a thing I wanted to bring up very quickly about Raheem Sterling because uh, obviously he's a, a major focus of the World Cup, but he uh he 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 had recently written that piece on on uh, on the Players Tribune. And again, we were talking about this before about all the criticism that Raheem Sterling deals with uh in in the in the media. And one of the, uh, the somebody decided to write an article about um, uh, why they were like oh the article that he wrote for Players Tribune, which he talked about how poor he was growing up and his mother scrubbed toilets to help them uh, survive. Somebody wrote an article about oh that about the Players Tribune, uh, the Raheem Sterling Players Tribune article, saying yeah it was a great article, but did he actually write it? The, the, I mean the level of just. You have that's not even scrutiny anymore at this it's, point. It's just it's disrespect. It's disrespect. It's disrespect. Like, yes, maybe he like he he told maybe, you know, people have ghostwriters. Maybe he dictated it or dictated maybe he, it to a he might have just typed it up in like notes and sent it to someone who's maybe a bit more professional. And proofread you know, it. You know who else does that? Everyone else. Everyone else. Yeah, you think journalists don't have assistants to proofread? Yes, you don't think uh, a politician to write? You think they sit down and write their own books? Get out of town. <laughs> they do not do that. Come on. You think Zlatan wrote his own book? <laughs> you th yeah, you think Zlatan wrote his own book? No. Okay. He kicked the pages and the words appear. <laughs> we know how it works. All right. Gods don't have pens. Don't make me defend an England player. <laughs> Please don't. So, uh, it just it's just absurd. And this is what... The English players have to deal with. So if to, to that extent, I'm like, look, at least be nice to them. They're, they're really trying. I mean, look, the, the, the English media is never going to be nice the, to them. But I mean, at the very least, I mean, we're talking about whether the goddamn, he. But English cynicism has to like take over the, the entire country and the culture and their lives. And it's yeah. like, yo, can you put it on pause for a second. Yeah, just let these guys play this tournament. <laughs> that means a lot to you. Yeah. And like any other And then once that's done, go ahead and ask him if he drives his own car. You know what? The Colombians are devastated that that, that they didn't get past England uh, uh to 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 the quarterfinals, but you know what? Those players when they get back to Colombia are going to be uh, there's going to be uh, you know a, a warm welcome, a thank you for doing what you did in yeah. the World Cup and representing us well even after the first game and it was always up in uphill battle, but they won the group and and there, there, there's still a lot of love and support for La Selección, right? Yeah. Which is a lot of, that's the, the comparison in how sort of like Latin American country, and this is not every single English speaking country or, or whatever, but Latin American countries, the, the, the love that they have for their national teams, they, right. they, they, they don't take it for granted. Other they, than Argentina. Okay, yeah, that that very much so. Yeah, Argentina really is very European because, <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of love there for that team. I mean, that's uh, Argentina is basically you know West Germany. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. If Germany and Italians had babies and all of them were related to Mussolini and that other guy, so so yes, uh, I'm 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 just I'm rooting for that. I'm hoping for the the English fan base to just to do to do their best and mm -hmm. and show some appreciation to those uh, to those players. Yeah, I mean it's never gonna happen, but I hope so. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so that's it. So let's uh, let, we have a we have a, a great interview. Great interview. Yeah, the Hudson River Derby's coming up this weekend, so we brought the 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 homie of the enemy, 
Uh, he's a little bit of both, but he is a homie. The honomy. Yeah. <laughs> the henemy. Uh, uh, Mark Fish and I, he's a great dude, uh, host of Seeing Red, uh, a, a popular uh, New York Red Bulls podcast. And uh, we got to talk about uh, the Derby a little bit. And yeah. we know, you he know. He won't stop talking about uh, the Red Bulls and he brings up a lot of stats, but he loves his team. <laughs> and one of the things that we appreciate is that these are people that are doing content for their own clubs, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, uh, we've been on his podcast before. We have not been on his no? podcast. No. He's been on hours before. He's been on hours. Yeah. He's been on hours. I know we've talked to him. By the time we got him in studio, we got face to face. Really asking him the tough questions. We broke bottles. You know, <laughs> we had knives. <laughs> we both. We all hold held weapons as we yeah. did this interview. It was just all three of us holding sandwich boards. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get yeah, let's get right to it uh, to our interview with March Fishkin right after this. Yeah, baby, thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. We just have a little word from one of our sponsors. I think you guys might remember this yeah, one. Yeah, for Hims. Yeah. <laughs> Hims is back repping The Cooligans. They are firm. Uh, they, <laughs> they are stable. They, they are, are ready to go. They are strong. If you want to yeah. be strong. If you want to be if you want to be <laughs> super veiny. What, uh, here's, here's the issue. Look, guys over the age of 35 are starting to lose their hair. Uh, guys of all ages uh, might start losing their hair. Certainly, they, you know, maybe downstairs doesn't work as well as it used to. Yeah, the happens p- to the best of them. Christian, not me. That's I'm right. All, I'm, I'm losing all my pubic hair. <laughs> yeah. I need it. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> and his his scalp is super hard. <laughs> like a rock <laughs> like up a there. Rock. Nothing gets through that, <laughs> especially when some jade gets put on. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, yes, we joke around uh, a lot. But no, this is a serious issue for a lot of men. Yes. Uh, and and Hims is sponsoring the show and and helping. Not our listeners, our our male listeners or lady listeners that have a gentleman that might be having a little bit of an issue. Yeah, maybe maybe you notice your man's uh, hair is uh, you know maybe starting to thin, starting to get a bald spot back there, or maybe getting that two car driveway, whatever. Uh, you know. You could be the one to tell them. And look, a lot of those dudes, and the reason why we joke around about it is because it's uncomfortable for us. Sometimes, look, it's uncomfortable for other people. They don't want to be seen going to the doctor. They don't want to be seen going to the pharmacist to get those pills. Why would you do that when 4Hims exists, okay? (laughs) You go to 4Hims.com slash ed, and you're going to get a bunch of stuff. Right now, you're going to get a trial month of Hims for just $5. Right now, while supplies last. Exactly. And and just to clarify, like, Hims is a, is, you're you're talking to an actual doctor. You're actually getting real support and real consultation yeah. it's not just uh just some it's not the dude at the bodega grabbing a pill behind him <laughs> oh this hey yeah. look this this works very well yeah yeah, yeah. No, my cousin uses he's got 17 babies none of that no. this is real it's a real stuff. you're gonna be connected with a real person a real doctor that will be able to help you and consult you with uh, any of your uh hair loss or 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 sexual health needs okay yeah. so again for hims.com slash cooligans ed and you get your first month uh Offer for five dollars. Five dollars. Sign up today. Come on, get that dick right. Yeah, baby, we're back. Oh, we are. And yeah. uh, I'm I'm happy to have this man in uh, the building. As am I. And I think <laughs> Some the people- fans of his show won't believe us. Uh, <laughs> or or they'll try to fight us at the Russian tea room. But uh which happened. We'll tell you about it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, this guy's been podcasting, what, now, eight years? Nine years. Nine years. Okay. 
This dude, OG MLS podcast. His, You've had multiple partners, and they've all died mysteriously. <laughs> and now you're doing His children so haven't seen him in nine years. <laughs> nine <specifically. laughs> years. Uh, you know, if you guys are Red Bull fans, if even if you're not Red Bull fans, and maybe you're just a fan of MLS content, you, I guarantee you've seen this guy uh, over the years. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the host of Seeing Red, Mark Fishkin, everybody. Hello. Marky Hello. Mark. How are you? <laughs> Marky Mark and the Red Bunch. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks uh, for having me. This is awesome. I, I know you often do uh, NYCFC podcasts. I mean, even though this is not specifically an NYCFC podcast, you do occasionally, like, uh, I feel like that happens, right? Where you where people During call in. over week. Yeah, yeah. That happens occasionally. It's not uh, like a weird thing, right? It's not. Listen, we're focused on the Red Bulls. Yeah. It's three games a year, or in this case, four games a year sure. with, with NYCFC. And so I got to bring imagine... up the number four already. Huh? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I think there's some uh, some blue fans that may be a little interested in what's going on uh, on the correct side of the river. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think you said the Kared side of the river. No, I said the uh, well, what, what made you, and I'm sure you've answered this question a bunch, what made you want to get into podcasting at the at the era that you did? Um, yeah. And also, you seem to have outlasted a lot of content from that era. What made you continue? Uh, well, first of all, I think the, what made me got into it was back in the day when podcasting was just starting, um, I was appearing as the Red Bull guy on a couple of very nascent league-wide shows, like Around the League. There was a, a podcast network called the Champion Soccer Radio Network. There was actually a, a, a soccer comedy game show uh, called Winning Ugly that was super, super fun to do. And when the Red Bulls moved into Red Bull Arena from Giant Stadium, it seemed like the perfect time to really start focusing on that team exclusively. As we know, um, they struggle for attention in this market. Yeah. Um, as NYCFC does uh, for a lot of uh, ways as well, despite the all the efforts of everyone at the club. Yeah, and, a, a naked woman walking down time, you know, Times Square would struggle for attention. <laughs> this city's a lot to do. There's a lot to see in this city. There, there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of teams, and there's fewer mainstream media people and time and space and inches than ever before. And so, um, and and I started doing the show in 2010 when the stadium opened. That was uh, four ex-hosts ago. And uh, I'm currently <laughs> doing the show with a fantastic guy named Joe Goldstein, who also does a show called Raising Bulls on Red Bulls 2, specifically, okay. which is pretty cool. And um, it's just part of the circadian rhythm of my life. It's midweek and we're talking about the Red Bulls. And thankfully, the, the people at the team have been terrific in terms of getting us coaches and and players and and media and things like that. So oh, we it, know all about that. The team <laughs> helping us. Everyone's a big help here. So supportive. I'm uh, staring right at the camera. So <laughs> you supportive. You yeah. can't hear that on the show. But, but over time, just building a positive relationship so, with the team has been. All right. Important. So I'll ask this: Given that you've been doing this for as long as you have, and we'll get into the spe uh, the specifics of the team itself. Sure. But being a uh, a journalist in in American soccer for a long as long as you have, yes. uh, you, you know you're sort of considered one of like the OGs, right? Yeah, I, I feel hair, like man. I feel like when <laughs> you when burn I, that, you burn those. Yes. When I look at the Twitter timeline and Mark Fishkin puts something out, even if it's uh, something about the league uh, in its entirety, there's like a little bit more of uh, all right. Well, we gotta we gotta listen to what this guy's saying. That's a lieutenant speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very kind. So, what in general, how do you feel about your time in this game so far yeah. and your contribution and do you like because i know we've been doing this for three years mm -hmm. and even 
to some extent, we feel like, oh, you know, we're making some sort of a dent or an impact in like how people view the game to some degree. Yes. Uh, but there's people who've been doing it a lot longer. And my hope is that when we're doing it nine years, we're not like, oh boy, we just wasted we nine it. years of yeah. our life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I think first of all, if you love what you do, it's not work, right? Okay. I, I yeah. think we all know that. And you are uh, talking to two stand-up comedians. There you go. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's not work because you have to get paid in order for it to be considered work. <laughs> yeah. But at the beginning and end of the day, it's serving an audience that has a need. Right. Right. The game ends. And short of going on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, invented, venting your spleen, there isn't really a whole lot of other places you can go to interact with like-minded fans about the game and so and about the team specifically. So for us, it's we're providing it's a public service in some way because there's so little mainstream media coverage of this team. And I've had uh, back and forths with editorial staff said, uh, the the area's great uh, newspapers, large and small, and they basically say, not enough people care. Sorry. So for me, because I, I like to think myself as plugged into this fan base, I don't only always agree with everyone in the fan base, and they certainly don't always agree with, agree with me. Uh, Alex Mouil is, is a case in point. But, <laughs> um, but by and large, uh, I, I really feel like it, it's important to continually serve them, to be there every week, um, on I, I'm going to just do the Alex Mueller right now. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear anything Mark's saying right yeah. now. <laughs> there, there, there are some weeks uh, where, because real life intervenes, we can't do the show, and we hear it. What, what, what's going on? Where oh, are yeah, you guys? Yeah. What, yeah. What's going on? So we know we're an important part of people's lives, and, and really that's what uh, helps me come back every week Okay. and every season. What have, you, what have you noticed, maybe just like one or two things that you think have, have changed in the league that is – in your time, that's for the positive and yep. some things that you think are for the negative. Sure. For the positive, I think the investment in youth development has been a massive thing. I mean, remember- and you guys, look, to give you guys some plot, it's Red Bull lead the charge. I mean, it is, it's been a chief driver in terms of how successful- there? Yeah, I like Lead that. the charge? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well- It's been a chief driver <laughs> in terms of- Show's over. <laughs> Close it up. Thank you, Mark, for being here. We're not, we're not going to top that. So we just have to end right now. There you go. Um, but the two teams have been really important to the success of the first team, especially over the last two or three years where the whole uh, franchise in particular has swung that way. That said, I think the only way that MLS is going to continue its upward growth potential, especially in a world where the league is built out, right? We're going to get there soon. Yeah. And the critics of the league that decry it as a Ponzi scheme that only exists on the backs of expansion fees, at a certain point, there won't be any more of those. And so, uh, you know, the more billionaires you attract to this league and the and multimillionaires and massively famous ownership groups like LAFC has, I think there's a, there's a, real, ownership, uh, a real notion that those folks now have to turn their attention to digging into the youth in those markets and outside those markets. There are only 20 U.S.-based teams this year. There are a lot more than 20 youth, strong youth soccer markets, right? Yeah. And so for like Salt Lake is doing, they have an academy in Arizona that actually funnels people to the big club in Utah, right? I know in the eastern part of the country, our cities are all jam-packed close to each other and the, the geographical territories with NYC and, and Red Bull and Philadelphia, frankly, for that matter, kind of are right on top of each other. Yeah. But you move out of the Eastern seaboard, there's a lot of room for a lot of kids to be getting really good professional development. So that's one thing that I really like that's definitely changed since we started. 
The thing that I like less is um, the continued lack of transparency about how the business is done. And uh, being that we're inside this American soccer bubble, uh, we know that there's, um, whether they're a vocal minority or a vocal large uh, minority, there are a lot of people that despise everything that the league stands for because of their business practices. And I'm not saying that uh, I'm not going to say the the bro prel word uh, here, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so people doing the semantic search won't be able to see that. But there are ways aside from doing that that MLS and some and U.S. soccer can really start to overcome the massive amount of frustration that's built up by a lot of American soccer fans about how the games run in this country. Is there any uh, particular thing that should be more transparent that uh, that is not? I mean, I know when we were at uh, MLS Cup, you know, Alexi Lalas asked the question of, of Garber about the Columbus crew and wasn't it disingenuous that he did it, that they didn't mention that there was a provision to move the team to Austin. And, and Garber got sticky when those cameras got <laughs> off, turned off. He was not happy yeah. with that question. Right, yeah. right. Well, and, certainly the wording of it. <laughs> well, and, and good for Lawless for asking it. Um, I know a lot of people deride him as being kind of clowny, but yeah. he, he also is a, a bit of a bomb thrower too, and he's comfortable in that situation. You know, for me, we, we're just watching now NBA free agency just open. Sure. Yeah. This week, right? Which is LeBron's, more important than the World Cup. Uh, yeah. no yeah. uh, not in my house. Not, yeah, yeah. But to, and they're all taking the Real Madrid Barcelona uh, model in NBA. Well, well, that's right. And so you have LeBron going to the Lakers four years and X amount of money. Um, no MLS contract terms are shared publicly. Yeah. They're starting to share, yes, this $400,000 chit is now being exchanged between teams, and that's great. Yeah. But you know, Sean Davis of the Red Bulls, um, I know NYCFC fans know him, right? Know who he yeah. is? Yeah. yeah. Um, Akira? Okay. Yeah, I heard yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> might, we might have heard of him. Akira! Um, but, you know, he signed a new deal. And until the, the uh, players' union releases, this is what the size of his current salary is, yeah. nobody knows. It's a new deal. For how many more years? I don't know. How much money? I don't know. And so when you're talking about fans that want to get that next level engagement with the team, it has to be a little more than here are the players and here are the, here's the youth. And, you know, when, when a player gets sold, we certainly know that. But it's hard to talk hot stove and it's hard to adequately value deals within yeah. the league if we literally don't know this is his, you know, this is uh, player X's option year. He's yeah. got a show now, right? Right. Because he doesn't know whether he's going to have a job with this team next year. And that just is muted. Okay. Across the league. So that's one thing I changed. Yeah, we always we just focus on like, oh, did he did he rent a house on 48th Street? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I think. Hmm. Well, based on right. okay, his girlfriend. Stalk that Instagram feed <laughs> I mean, and that's get an idea. So <laughs> right. like he's definitely so, like, he's yeah. making an he's investment. Doing okay. It's a doorman. I mean, that's <laughs> clearly, you know. Yeah. I think I think one of the toughest things for us uh being fans, playing Red Bulls? No. No. Okay. That's no again, we're universal. We are <laughs> right. national. I see that podcast. shirt over there. Yeah, I see that. To, yeah. Shout out to Dudes in Blue. They sent this. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, that'd be a four hundred goals. There you go. Uh, yeah. Not like all again, with NYC. Like again, we're impartial, uh, <laughs> but we're look. We're fans of the league, right? Yes, and, as am I. And we've been fans of the league. I followed the league a little bit beforehand, um, and Christian, you know, bits and pieces. Certainly, we came into the league with with NYCFC, so we're, we don't hide from that. But look, in the last three years, uh, we've noticed, or last three and a half years, we've noticed some things change. We've noticed some things get more open. I think for us, one of the big frustrations is it does seem like sometimes um, you're sort of just yelling into the ether. You're yelling into a void 
and and nothing's ever coming back to you. Every once in a while, you know, we get some stuff back. Certainly when you start, you've seen this for a long time. Yeah. I, we're, we're noticing in the last year, in the last year and Things a half, it might, it might just be us. It might not. And that's what I'm asking. <laughs> like, it seems like there's so much more attention being put on the league. So many more people are coming to the league. Um, are you noticing that as well? In through my lens, I would say no, frankly. Uh, okay. But but again, I have a very specific team specific lens. Yeah, yeah, and right. yes, uh, obviously Atlanta's blown everyone away. I mean, they're, they're Atlanta, they're Seattle of 20, 2018, right? Yeah. And and eight years ago, nine years ago, it was Seattle blowing everyone away. I think I think you know when Zlatan comes and scores that ridiculous goal, people's antenna perk up for just one second. Right, but I think the the, the larger question is, um, do do we want to be known as the retirement homes for the Wayne Rooney's and the Zlatan Ibrahimovic's, or you know if Tyler well, Adams jumps? Uh, according to Red Bull Team Tifos, uh, they they make, make make it very clear they don't want that when, with the Pirlo and Lampard Tifo. <laughs> well, which was wonderful, and, and listen, oh, was it? <laughs> I think it brought a lot of attention to the league. <laughs> Certainly. So and there's no way that NYC fans can look back fondly on Lampard's time here and be like, this was wonderful. Well, Lampard at least scored a couple goals. Pirlo, complete failure. <laughs> that yeah. jump. Yeah. That jump on that free Sold kick. Sold a couple tickets. Yeah. That was cool. That was yeah. nice of him. Well, and that's... Somebody cheered for him. That was kind of cool. <laughs> and that's something to consider as well, right? Yeah. It's year four for you guys. And... Uh, uh, there's no um, illusion that the Red Bulls are having trouble bringing fans in this year. And I, I have uh, some good reasons why that is. City's attendance isn't killing it either. No. And, and I think part of that is because of the role of the media in the market. Part of it is le less so for, for, for the red side, but you know, I see plenty of blue gear walking around uh, yeah. when I walk around Manhattan. Um, but you know, general awareness of this is a quality entertainment product and quality soccer product, and I want to invest my time on a weekly, bi-weekly basis to go see this, it struggles. Yeah, that, but during the World Cup, I feel like uh, if, for, across the league in, in its entirety, there's been Enough more attention. You yeah. see more people there. I mean, the last uh, Red Bull home game I saw, there were just a lot more people there. Yep. For, I forgot who they played. Uh, but in, in So let's talk about these two teams okay. uh, and how they – Match up against each other. Yes. yes. Oh boy. <laughs> our our times uh, at Red Bull Arena this year have uh, not been too fond. Did I they even, shut off the air conditioner here. <laughs> Seems to be I even more. went and I hung out with uh, some friends from Timbers Army that played when the Timbers yeah. went into Red Bull Arena. Yeah, they didn't score a goal either. And also, <laughs> were scored four. Uh, every time I go, they score <laughs> yeah. four goals. <laughs> Stop going. Please, to please come. Please come. This. Stop it's going. Good. You're going to be there. Uh, this is your rabbit's foot yeah. right here. It's I'm sorry, good. NYCFC. I'm sorry, Portland. I never thought I would have to apologize. I apologize to Portland, but I have to. Uh, look, clearly this year in particular, we're seeing from the first few seconds of the game, yes. uh, NYCFC apparently, I don't know if there's like a, hey guys, uh, you know, Jesse Marsh uh, in the locker room was like, hey, look, let's do that thing where we score like immediately so that yeah. we can kind of crush their uh, spirits uh, early on. Or was it Patrick Vieira being like, you know, it'd be funny if we let him score right away every time. <laughs> We'll get it back. That kind of performance leads you his job <laughs> yeah. in uh, in the great clubs of Europe. Oh, or Nice. So there's obviously there's a lot of uh, uh, tension between the two teams, but a lot of I feel like a lot of things are going on uh, between them, right? So let's. How about we start with Patrick Vieira leaving yeah. and Jesse Marsh on the the potential uh, that yeah. potential move. Uh, so I, I, do you know anything about that, or is it could be? I don't know how strong. It, it doesn't feel like just a rumor anymore. 
Well, I, I think when you have a, a coach that is actively leaving his team for 18 months to go take UEFA coaching license courses, yeah. it's pretty plain. He's made it very clear what his ambition is. Um, there are some people that have pilloried him for that, and there are some people that have said, well, you know, players say, I want to play in Europe all the time, yeah. and we tend not to give them a whole lot of crap. Um, the Red Bulls are having their best first half ever. Yeah. They're 10-4-2 and two, yeah. uh, on the season, and they're averaging two points a game. They have, they have the top goal differential in the league. So on one hand, it's kind of like, yeah, boy, that would really, that really stink if Jesse leaves. Um, on the other hand, th- he's having the best year ever. So uh, I, I definitely get the sense that at the very least after this season, I can see a, a number of wholesale changes to the team. A, Jesse will probably go. B, Tyler Adams will be sold. He uh, said already he's gone, right? Or is it, did it come out? No, or? it's not been officially not announced official, that he's okay. leaving. Yeah. Um, and C, I, I expect Tim Parker to test the international waters as well. His contract is up at the end of the year, and the Red Bulls knew that when they acquired him uh, from Vancouver for Felipe. And I I imagine that they've been talking to him the whole time. The fact that he's now getting U.S. men's national team minutes in Europe is like, hey, no, don't play him. No, just keep him here. But he's coming to his own. He's a terrific player, a very strong player, and I sense that he will be gone as well. Okay. So the – I guess I want to get to, like, each – the – how psychologically prepared are, because I know, uh, you know, we hung out with Luis Robles the other uh, awesome, couple months right? ago. You're welcome. <laughs> he, he is a phenomenal human being. He's a great guy. Great, great dude. Guy. Very funny, too. Yeah. Uh, and and just uh, after the game, uh, who did you guys play last? Uh, we were in Toronto this weekend. In Toronto. Yeah, we got the, and, where we shut them out at home. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and a- after the game, I know Robles uh, said, oh, we're going to go to Yankee Stadium uh, and get three points over at the, uh, the blue side. And people are very happy that. He even refers to NYCFC as yeah. the blue side. Uh, but the the mentality going into these games, clearly NYCFC is, uh, as much as the fan base is trying to get, like, hype and tell, even, like, <laughs> tries to support the team, like, yo, guys, do, this is the one game. Because they play well against everyone else in the league. Do they? Except, <laughs> they're in, they're, they're, they're having a good season. They're having a good season. That is a... Stop. They're <laughs> having a good season. I feel like that's a factual statement. Yeah. Yes, right? yes. yes. Like, you're, you're correct. They're a good uh, team. So, one point away from me. What what do you think the difference is in the, the mentality towards this uh, towards this game between the two teams? I, I think the real key is going to be really who Torrent is, and what he can bring to his first uh, derby match. Yeah, um, the history is there, right? They've been outscored eight nothing in two games this season. Um, New York's game, as we all know, is score real fast, which they did at Toronto in the fourth minute this weekend, yeah. and then press you to death. Um, I, I can't say that I've focused too much on what Torrin has done in the in the two games of work. Uh, I know you guys fell behind in both games. Yes. Came back yes. against a you know, Toronto team that, you know, frankly, isn't doing so great. Um, and Chicago is a bogey team, I think, for both both Red Bulls and NYC. They are – I don't want to play them in the playoffs. Yeah, Jack likes to beat everybody from this region. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. So – um, I just think it'll, it'll be interesting as the, the, the NYC players figure out what Torrent wants. Um, I know, for instance, Alexander Ring is pushing up the field a whole lot more uh, than he had, not really serving as that destroyer uh, in the center, but yeah. a little freedom to move further up and what that means for Adams and Davis as they attempt to contain him as well, along with Morales. Um, and whether Burgett, uh, the superhero, shows up or Burgett, the anonymous. Uh, That's his favorite player. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, send him to the red side if you want. <laughs> no, you're not a fan. Not a fan. Well, he, he certainly knows his New York maps because yeah. he made that great comment about how he believes that the Red Bulls really want to be a New York team. And for a guy from Norway to say that, you know, there's a ton of Yo, yeah. Norway firing in. shots. I mean, here's the no thing, guns though. are allowed in Norway, but yeah. he's firing <laughs> shots off the field. I agree with everything this dude said. He's like, he, you know, he marched right, he's in for. There. Yeah, he's 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 a very progressive dude. I'm like, sure I, he's like, a great I like guy. I like a lot. Yeah, I like also, him a lot. It raises a question that you just said. Like, do you think they'll uh, they'll ever be uh, a trade between the two teams? I would hope not. You you wouldn't now. Well, I mean, you've already you already got Medi Bellucci. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You already had Jason Hernandez come through. Me- original, you know, Metro, like last Metro, Metro star playing in the league. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Red Bulls knocked him out this weekend in Toronto. <laughs> um, Physically, like they they punched them. Yeah. Oh, okay. they, <laughs> he got, I think he got hurt. Right. He got he hurt. Left he, yeah, this yeah. is a whole <laughs> new knock, didn't knock him out. Um, Miles <laughs> Joseph is on your coaching staff, if I'm not correct. Okay. Um, former Metro star. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, there's. There's a little bit of mixing, but I mean, I don't like it when players move between the Giants and Jets. I don't care for it when players move between the Yankees and Mets. I, I just, uh, I would hate to see a trade between the two teams. Like, mm-mm-mm, yeah. not, not good. And I think, you know, for better or worse, I think um, Marsh and uh, Dennis Hamlet understand the meaning behind this rivalry. And at a time when DC United has been kind of crappy for the last most of this decade to be able to plan a flag and say, these are the three games that we absolutely have to win this season. If we're going to consider the season a success, because we know um, the team's postseason history, we can't, we can't get away from it. Is NYCFC now a bigger rival than DC? Yes, for me. So here's, I mean, I've been there since year one in the Meadowlands in 96. Um, I was there for that. I was ep- there for that too, by the way. I that was a you? couple games. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was one of the only seven other people. Brown, <laughs> brown, brown hair at that time for me. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I was there for that amazing, um, playoff series in 96 between the two teams that really kind of cemented that this is, this is the real big rivalry. There are a lot of red, there are a lot fewer old school 96 Metro guys than ever before. Right. Because every year they gravitate away or they, you know, it's just been so long or they don't like this brand or whatever. Um, there have been a lot more Red Bull fans that have come in since Red Bull Arena. We know it from who we, uh, who our listenership is, people that gravitate, and they're like, yeah, when the arena got built, oh, it was really great. Let's go do it. Um, so for them, they're I hopped think, up on Red Bull. They're, they're hopped like, yeah, up. Yeah, they're, they're, I love this arena. That's right. They're, they're <laughs> the one, up, one moment my heart stopped. That's right. They're hepped up on, on goofballs and touring. And um, uh, for them, it, it's NYC. Now, Keep in mind the the vagaries of the MLS schedule, and because DC United is opening their stadium later this month, um, the Red Bulls haven't played DC United yet. Yeah. Right. So they'll ha- and and DC and NYC are the only teams that the Red Bulls play three times this okay. season. So we haven't played DC yet. The season's half over. Um, so it'll be really interesting as Wayne Rooney gets going and as the playoff push really starts. And you know, may culpa, but I would think that both the red team and the blue team will make the postseason um, unless the wheels come off of one of them or both of them. Um, but DC United having 15 of 17, ga- their last 17 games at home yeah. and with Rain- Wayne Rooney, who's a, I'm sure will be a, a quality and MLS striker. Um, they're, they're going to be a speed bump for, okay. for the Red Bulls for sure. I, I, we went to the, the Champions League game uh, against Chivas. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> There's that sarcasm. <laughs> How did you feel about uh, that run? I mean, a, a lot of people were uh, generally, especially NYCFC fans, uh, a lot were like, I want the Rebels to lose, which makes yeah. all, all the sense in the world. Yep. Uh, we were kind of more... Uh, we were hoping you guys got make the final. more money. Yeah. 
but then lose there. Just to waste <laughs> your guy. You know, waste the energy. But we were sort of hoping, even when uh, Toronto uh, got to the final, we just hope it would be good for the league, obviously. Yes. Uh, what was uh, your take on 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 that run in the Champions League and, and, and how it ended up? Is yeah. it a positive for you guys? I think um, as the the sick feeling of being unable to score a goal at home um, kind of washes out of your system months later, um, I think the team will look back on it as being a tremendous positive. They were playing hardcore playoff games in March, yeah, right? And when it comes to November, that muscle memory, maybe not the result, but you have to remember they, they beat a Mexican team in Mexico, right? Yeah, um, they, they, and, and yes, Luis Robles had to stand on his head, but they got a two nothing win in Mexico against the Liga MX team. That's that hasn't happened so so often, right? Um, you know, they got by Olympia of Honduras, and they played uh, Chivas, who is the eventual champion, to a standstill. And so, the one thing that I'm hoping the Red Bulls take away from this for the postseason is. Um, Jesse and uh, Jesse Marsh, and I think a lot of coaches um, sometimes can be addicted to tinkering with their their lineup when it's crunch time. Okay, we've seen it a number of times uh, out of Marsh in terms of whether it's squad ro- rotation or whether it's hmm, I really need a goal in this game. I'm going to do something that they're not expecting. Well, the Red Bull way has a plus eighteen in MLS and has won ten of sixteen games. So. At a time when the margin of error, margin of error shrinks to zero, don't monkey. Yeah, yeah. trust. <laughs> this is what brought you here. Yeah, your old play coaches, your uh, game. Your old coach just did that in the World Cup. <laughs> Sorry, that's I was right. doing that with Mexico. Well, that's yeah. right. That that is the, right. the ultimate tinker. Senor notebook. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. So, um, you know, when, when the Red Bulls get to the playoffs, they will look back on their CCL adventure and think. Yeah, this is good. I mean, I would prefer it if they had gone a little bit deeper in the Open Cup as well, but they had that ma- magnificent run to the final last year, year yeah. came up one goal short, as they often do in the postseason. And I think those experiences, plus a lot of the young core of this team won the USL Cup in 2016. Yeah. Right? Long, Velo, Davis, Adams, Bezicourt, if and when he gets healthy again. So Mines. Well, Mines wasn't there yet. Mines wasn't. Not, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he 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 played some out of the academy in 16. He lost. I know they just, he posted something saying that it was like a heartbreaker that he, when he lost to Louisville City, that was last year. Yeah, he missed the PK that would have sent them back to USL Cup. Yeah. Um, but that belief, it's like, we're a really good team. Yeah. And we're not afraid of anybody. Well, even in the beginning of the year, through, throughout the Champions League run, it was... Uh, Children playing, right. playing your children. <laughs> Check his play the, I was not yeah. even that play the kids. These are toddlers out yes. there yeah. playing, and they were dominating, and yeah. they were winning uh, games that that I mean, we saw with Toronto sitting on the bench doing their homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put me, in, put me in, coach. I finished my I math. I just finished my algebra. <laughs> Come on, uh, don't step on my diorama. So, but that is uh, the, the you, you did math diorama. <laughs> I went. I have like the science with the that was the a different play. Okay. Stick with the characters. Uh, all right, all right, okay. <laughs> but there must math be that dioramas. sense uh, of comfort that even if you know god forbid an injury or something yeah. that that next man up next man up is is a child and they might be perfectly fine well this was our frustration we've from day one we've been saying new teams like uh nycfc need to have a two team atlanta has now a two team they do that's you know i think red bull there was a lot of teams that started and took them away um red bull when i think started people were like what what is this about like who cares no one's gonna go watch it blah blah, blah. i think it takes like a good two or three years clearly and all of a sudden these kids are able to come right up to the first team and they've played those those games where like a lot is on the line they're they're that speed and that pace 
Yeah. And there's something they're much more familiar with. I think there's a lot of teams that could certainly use it. NYCFC certainly absolutely needs one. I don't know why they're dragging their feet with it. I think it's where they're going to play. Because the answer, right, is yeah, where would where? they play, which is a popular and okay. timely question around play, their franchise. The first team is having an issue about where they're going to play. Gonna play. <laughs> the infield of Yonkers Raceway? Yeah, fine. People are like, yeah, no, they'll, they'll play in Westchester. That's better than what we have now. There's <laughs> no room. <laughs> there's no room. There's room in Westchester. I've been there before. Uh, the roof of the mall. All right? <laughs> Banging around a little bit. Watch out for the air conditioning. Lose a couple balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The highway's gonna be very upset. Born and raised, but let me tell you, I mean, unless they're playing at SUNY Purchase or in Manhattan Villa or Pace on a college football field. What about their new training center that they just built in Orange? On the west side of the river? Yeah, yeah. But no, Orangeburg. Yes, it's in Rockland County. Yeah, Yeah. is it? Well, whatever. This New York State is allowed. (laughs) At least it's the state, buddy. I mean, you got the name on the thing, and you're in Jersey. All right. So So, I want to ask before we wrap up. Yeah. Oh, I want to have a question as well. So go ahead. Okay. Don't fight, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Just all this NYCFC infighting is just a clear example. Can you guys get yourself together, and then we can? We need to get our house in order. Right. Could you give us a minute, <laughs> Mark? Um, the we hung out uh, with Dax McCarty over oh. at uh, Punch Bowl, Fruit Bowl. Excuse me, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Although he can use it for whatever but, he wants. Feel free to put punch in it. It's a very small Punch Bowl, but <laughs> yeah. you can have a good time punch with it. One, punch for one. Punch for one. The the last few years, Rebels have uh, be, made those big moves when they've yep. gotten rid of uh, players that were uh, beloved uh, by the team, by the Trade fan base. The captain two years in a row. Yes. Uh, yeah, Sasha Question, Dax McCarty. Uh, n- now, in hindsight, it looks like all right. Well, they would. They were. They knew something we didn't. You guys uh, are like sell everybody. <laughs> right. In at the time, you know, how how do you feel when it happened, and yeah. how do you feel now? Uh, well, I, I think part of the reason, frankly, that there may be a few more empty seats at Red Bull Arena this year is this is the Dax McCarty trade effect. Dax was traded in January of 2017 uh, after all the season tickets had been sold. And so now I believe you're seeing the result of people saying that's, you know, you, you can't, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. And I know quite a few people that have said that. Um, Dax's family members? <laughs> <laughs> Notwithstanding Dax's family Where's members. Where's all the redheads in the stadium? Right. I mean, listen, there are very few players that have ever kissed the badge after sh- scoring a goal because of the modern football branding Michigas over this logo. Got it. Dax scored a goal that knocked out DC United at RFK Stadium in the playoff game, and he kissed the badge. And for a lot of people, for me, that was really a big moment to kind of say, you know what? Yeah. This is my team, and this team has done so much for me, and I'm all in, right? Trading him was incredibly painful. It was incredibly painful. But painful as for him, he found out during his wedding. Incredibly painful for everybody. <laughs> They're um, like, do you take this? I do what? Right, <laughs> right. But then, but then he got a fruit bowl, and he was like, you know what? I'm it's not, right. it's I'll not that fine. bad. <laughs> you know, sometimes um, things work out. You know? And um, he burned his contract, <laughs> his old contract, in that fruit bowl. There you go. Multiple uses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and then the team traded Sasha again, and I think the message from the front office was, trust us, because we have a vision about what we want this team to be. And you can make the argument that Tyler Adams isn't the player that Tyler Adams is today unless Dax McCarty gets traded or unless Sasha Kleshin gets traded, right? Or Kaku doesn't come in who's leading the league in assists, just like Sasha Kleshin did the last two years. Yeah. So I, I get it. 
I hope it's truly not an annual event because soon it's going to be it's going to be the U15s playing yeah. in, at Red so Bull it's Arena. It's wearing on your soul after a little a while. bit. Just kind of like, eh, mm. or um, every time somebody becomes captain, you're like, well, it was nice. To well, and, and that's yeah. I mean, that, that, that's Ripped the joke. Yeah. Right. Hey, no thanks. Yeah. I'm all good. I'll just be a foot soldier. But yeah. um, you can't argue with the results. The team is playing very, very well. They're looking forward, obviously, to to the weekend. They've had a lot of success against everybody this year, they're, they're conceding only a goal a game. Um, four of the 16 goals they've conceded were in one match in Orlando, which was bonkers. I mean, yeah, yeah. right. Right. When Robles gets basically pushed bodied into the net on a corner kick that somehow was allowed, which yeah. makes that's allowed in Orlando. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Dominic Dwyer is allowed to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Well, who knew? But speaking on the subject of, yeah. of losing players, you guys went through, you know, the Thierry Henry, Rafa Marquez. What was, what was the bald dude's name that like almost hit a chick in a wheelchair, a girl in a wheelchair in the stands? Luke Rogers? Yes, that was his name, Luke Rogers. That dude was a nutbag, right? He was crazy. All right, all right, all right. I, well, I barely watched, yeah. but I'm like, I think this dude's off his, off his, off his rock. He was crazy. He was a maniac, right? They didn't let him back in the country because he fought a guy, right? Uh, he actually overstayed his visa because he stayed for the playoffs. Oh, that's hilarious. He overstayed his visa. And then he went back, and they're like, you can't do that, dude. You, you got to <laughs> you gotta check in. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was because somebody said, like, he tried to knife a dude. All right. Well, there was the just like <laughs> There's a, a wild lot, lot of rumors yeah. about this guy. Very, this dude's very English. This yes. guy was very, like, yes. like very uh, English. But, like, all right, so you had that era where you were buying big players yep. and Luke Rogers. And, <laughs> and now you have this era where you're getting rid of some of your bigger yep. uh, players, but you have all these youth players that are coming in. The team, from our standpoint – Seems like it must be more fun to watch now yeah. from the fans, but there seems to be less fans because of those moves. If you had to pick one, would you rather have the big names and maybe fill the seats in a little more, or would you rather have it the way it's going now? Uh, I really, really, really want an MLS Cup title for this team. Once that happens, we can have the conversation again. But for right now, it's it's literally win the goddamn last game of the season um, <laughs> because... Over the last two or three years, you can make the argument they've been one of the best teams in the league, yeah. right? They're, they've, they haven't missed the playoffs since 2009. Only Seattle can make that boast. Um, you know, they have to figure out how not to commit Harry Carey once they get to the postseason. But by and large... BWP got to learn how to score in the post. Well, or was Sasha missing a penalty? And and I talked to Sasha after that, that uh, season ender last year, and I said... What is it about you? Like, why? why? Why do you guys can't do this? Because you do it fine during the regular season. Why are you taking penalties? <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that? You know, and, and his, you know that's not you. And his response was, you know, we all want to be the first team to deliver, the finally deliver the title of this team to this fan base. And if something goes wrong, it makes it very difficult to come back. So to your answer, it's no. Uh, to younger players, more anonymous team. The team is the star except for Bradley Wright Phillips, who has 97 goals all-time in MLS. Right. And with a hat trick this weekend, he can get to 100, which would be phenomenal. Well, that would be as 400. My shirt says. For NYCFC? <laughs> yeah. You might have missed a couple of those oh, games. Oh, okay. We All count right. preseason. Is he playing well. this week? We also count FIFA. There's an E-League now. It's, so a very, it's okay. It's a very, he's really good. He is, he is really he good. 90-minute half. Like uh, we said, MLS needs more transparency, but this is the number that they have. Okay. Look, you know, it might be Tam a little bit in there. We don't know, okay? Tam is at yeah. least 70 to 80 yeah. of those goals. Uh, well, the game, uh, the Hudson River Derby is uh, this weekend, July 8th. 
that's Sunday, right? Seven o'clock. Yes. And to all the fans listening that are Red Bull fans, you're welcome. Look, we've had players on. <laughs> We're having content. And to all the NYCFC fans, I'm sure you had to listen to that commercial for the last <laughs> half hour. But the guy's great. He does a great job. He's nice to us, which not all Red Bull fans are. And uh, we absolutely love all the content you're doing. And I know you were trying to go five days a week, but listen, anything you put out, Thanks, man. it's really good. Look, we're not Rebel fans, but we think what you're doing is great. More people need to do what you're doing. I think that every team in MLS needs to have at least one super strong, locally team-focused pod. The good news is, in this age of citizen media, um, it's not hard to do. Uh, the key to building credibility is to be there every week. Just be consistent, to, uh, generate a voice, um, own your personality, and uh, I love what you're doing, and thank you so much for having me. How, where can people find all your content? Sure. It's at the very uh, strangely worded website, seeingredny.com. We're Seeing Red NY on Facebook. We're Seeing Red NY on Twitter. Uh, the, the pod is available on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and Spotify and anywhere you, where you get your pods. Um, it's, uh, we've been doing it for nine years. Next year is the big 10th anniversary season. Oh man. Um, and so yeah, come check it out. Let if, us know, if you dare, let us know if you need us to show up to one of the live events outside of Red Bull Arena for you. <laughs> we love it. We just need security detail, uh, in case I, I can't wait to see Mark. I don't know. Mark, have you done that? I've, I've watched some of those Metro fan TV. Yes. Uh, have you done that yet? I, I, I am, uh, usually with my family at games. Okay. So the idea of, Hey honey and kids, yeah. let's hang out for a half hour. And then I'm going to stand here and yell into a camera but the metro fan tv guys are terrific and it's wonderful fun yeah. fan content and I, it's i would it's love really to see mark just being just screaming into the camera yeah. just <laughs> i'll tell you what's wrong blood yeah when did mark get an english accent yeah. uh mark fishkin thank you so much for coming Absolutely. by uh all right guys we'll be right back after this yeah, baby, thanks so much for listening to The Coolest. we got another word from one another one of our sponsors. That's right, SeatGeek is back. Yeah, you can't leave us alone, SeatGeek. <laughs> SeatGeek, guys, if you, it's, we all know it is the, the, the official ticketing partner of Major League Soccer. Also, I just found out uh, SeatGeek, they bought the rights to the Chicago Fire Stadium, and it's going to be called SeatGeek Stadium, not Toyota Park anymore. SeatGeek Stadium. SeatGeek Stadium. If, is you're, if you're a fan of the Chicago Fire and you want tickets... Why wouldn't you go to SeatGeek <laughs> so you could go see a game at SeatGeek Stadium? Doesn't make any sense. I, that's why well, it just—they uh, go hand in hand. It's yeah. absolutely perfect. And look, SeatGeek. Everyone could use this though. <laughs> We've talked about use it for concerts. Look, I make—I make myself look good when I'm out with the lady, okay? And she's like, "Oh, what do you have planned after dinner?" And I'm like, well, well, oh. "What about your wife?" Yeah, no, this no. is what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> you see oh, my wife ain't a lady. I'm saying you, I, you saw that you were referring to ladies like a, a different person. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> That's a different story. That's, the, that's from the four hymns at. Uh, no, so I'm out with my wife, right? And uh, she's like, what do you have planned after dinner? I was like, oh, lots of stuff. I mean, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. And then you go to the SeatGeek app, and they find events around you. I've used this to go to concerts. Look, you can use this app for a bunch. All you have to do is get the app, SeatGeek, get the SeatGeek app, and check this out. If you've never used it before, well, you're in for a treat. Put in the word Cooligans. They're gonna hand you twenty dollars. Somebody's gonna pop out of your phone, be uh, like, "Yo," and, and they're gonna put the, stick the hand out, and it's gonna seven it's, days. It's gonna, it's gonna be a folded up twenty dollar bill, and they're gonna put it in your pocket and tap you on the chest. It's gonna be they're gonna say, "You did good, kid. <laughs> you didn't say a word to the cop." <laughs> You're gonna get twenty dollars just because you put in the word cooligans. They're gonna give you twenty bucks off your first order just because you've never used SeatGeek before, but you heard it from us. Exactly. So do that. They support us. We support them. When we get tickets, what app do we use? SeatGeek. What app are you gonna use? Seeking! Seeking! <laughs> 
Yeah, baby, we're back. Yo, we are back. And how wasn't that great with Mark? What a great interview. Mark Fishkin. Mark at Mark Fishkin on Twitter. Follow him. Uh, he's honestly if for just league wide. He is one of the uh, the better follows uh, if you're a fan of uh, Major League Soccer. Yeah. And look, he's a he's a big Rebels fan. Can you tell? Um, he knows a lot of the information. Look, that's what yes, journalists he, do. He's 420 pounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying he's a big Rebels fan. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sometimes they even go past me. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, you know, the, we love the fact that people are making content uh, for their favorite teams. I got guys at OG been doing it forever. So, uh, yeah. you know, if you're a Rebels fan and you're not listening to him, you you probably, you know, you you know it exists. Listen, give him <laughs> a five-star review. Help the guy out. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about Major League Soccer. It was a, a good weekend, Major League Soccer. They were, yeah, they woke up this, woke up that. But we had, we had a couple derbies uh, uh, last week. We had the Cali Classico. We had Portland, Seattle. We had Atlanta, Orlando. Or oh, as they, they've, they've been renamed... Orlando, as uh, I've as I've seen on Twitter, that's terrible. <laughs> you know, I, I I say it's terrible as as a a recipient of several four nil results. I think yes. that is wrong. Yeah, and we shouldn't show that much disrespect. Uh, and technically, I hate crime, so <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> so how do you how do you feel now, Atlanta? Huh? <laughs> so uh, oh, speaking of uh, Orlando, I uh, I did a show out in Brooklyn the other day. I was uh, hosting uh, a show at the Faulkner, and, not far from my apartment. Yeah, and I was uh, and there were there was a, a, a family of three nearby and I was just like hey where, where are you guys from whatever and they they were like oh we're from Orlando and just I've been starting to do this at comedy shows I've been just being like you know what like let me just ask them about some MLS shit. You never know. You, ne- you never know. But but you know. You know they're not going to no, say No, we know. We but know. Like, you never know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you ever go to any Orlando City, uh, City games? And they were like, hey, yeah, we're season ticket holders. And then uh, and then I started teasing them about like how the season was going. Uh, and I got to say. Everyone uh, else was. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I know uh, a lot. the other people had no idea what we were talking about. Right. But. Uh, I gotta say, because I was teasing them about they they've uh, had a seven game losing streak, and yeah, and I, I think I had a a seven joke losing streak because they they weren't really laughing about They're it. Just staring like, <laughs> even when we come to New York, <laughs> we can't we can't get away from it. We can't get away from none of this. Uh, but it is cool to see the just, dad stands up like this is why we didn't go to Atlanta. <laughs> it is good to see that, uh, and th- this has happened a couple times. There was a a show with somebody from Seattle, and I was like, oh, uh, they, they lived in New York, but yeah, I was like, oh, you're from Seattle, you go to any Sounders games? They're like, yeah, I'm a big Sounders guy. I'm like, all right, yeah, that happened this to is- me. Remember, I was talking to um, I was talking to a family from Dallas, and I was like, oh, you know, you probably don't go to FC Dallas games because it's really far away. They're like, no, actually, we live in Frisco, but we say Dallas, we're season ticket holders, and I'm like, you're three of the seven, <laughs> and they started laughing. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. It was cool. I was telling. They were so excited that like they didn't want to say FC Dallas because they didn't think anyone knew what it was. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. We 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 have to be like closet MLS fans. No, not anymore. Yeah, not days is over. We're gonna be living our lives out and proud. Fabulous ass MLS fans. Uh, kind of like uh the homie Colin Martin. Colin Uh, Martin. Round of applause, Colin. Minnesota United uh uh player who who just uh for Minnesota United's Pride Night uh before the game he announced he decided to come out on uh Twitter. Yeah, 
Which is a beautiful thing. That's how millennials do it now. Yeah. They don't call their parents. They don't do that. Yo, mommy, mommy, you ain't got Twitter. You ain't going to know the truth. And you know whether your parents uh, like it or not, whether they retweet it. (laughs) Yes, that's that's the the test now. Crying dad didn't retweet it. No, but he did fave it. You got to give him time. (laughs) You got to give him time. Uh, You know, and if he quote tweets it with, uh, you know, uh, the the prayer hands, uh, you got a good dad. Then you're a good fan, but it doesn't count as a retweet. That's the only thing that's really annoying. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got to sort that out twitter yeah. uh you're, you're really ruining families also give us the blue check mark anyway <laughs> props to colin martin because i know that that's yeah it can't be easy uh, we so have friends we have friends who told us their out stories you know just in comedy and stuff some of them have it as jokes and it's never easy to do yeah. this even uh, even at, we, we force our straight friends to tell us their out stories <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, yeah we never did we're like go ahead you can, you can share with us it's, it's this no. is a safe space yeah my friend's like actually my wife is very upset like no 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 she she can wait we all know we it's all time know. the truth comes out go ahead tell us uh a couple things that happened in major league soccer this uh this week um i mean not only major league soccer a couple transfers uh the, some of the the lower news cycle stuff uh lebron to lakers nobody cares about that nobody cares about that no americans aren't jumping up for joy <laughs> or freaking out about it because everyone's paying attention to world cup right you couldn't wait till after the world cup lebron come on bron dog all right we're trying over here we're trying to this is the only time we have it's two weeks <laughs> you couldn't wait two weeks two weeks left man um unreal it's really i mean is he is he an ally think about it though I'm starting to think now. <laughs> so, uh, but Mauro Diaz, which re- I mean, took took uh, American uh, news media, sports media by, by storm. It was the the first three things on Sports Center's uh, <laughs> roll call. What do they call it? Drop down. You got me. The rundown. Yeah. Rundown. That is what it's called. All right. <laughs> drop down. It's a drop down. It's just, this is JavaScript, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a drop down menu. <laughs> and there's a nerd joke right there. There we go. I think. I think. <laughs> uh, Mauro Diaz, FC Dallas uh, midfielder, who is really uh, the the architect out there. Yeah. Uh, and a big reason why FC Dallas has been successful the last, uh, last couple of years uh, was sold uh, to Shabab Al-Ali. Dubai. Al-Ali Dubai is, I think, the biggest team out there. I think that's the big one. I would hope so. Yeah. I, I, I hope he's not just going... To some bum-ass <laughs> team. Bum-ass Qatari team no. or whatever. <laughs> you know, no. He's a Ab- Arab Emirates. I mean, I'm sure he's going to adapt just fine out there. Yeah, and I'm sure he's going to make a lot more money than he would in MLS. Uh, Mario Diaz is Argentinian, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be wrong about that. But... He is uh we, we he hasn't been play he didn't play the last two games I know because I had him on my fantasy team and I'm like uh what's all this about yeah <laughs> uh step your game up because I, I haven't heard any news of him going anywhere why is he not on the team uh you know and we we heard it from Mark Fishkin about transparency yeah and it's that the transparency we we want is I want to know who's gonna be playing because of my damn fantasy team and you're ruining things for that's me that's literally all the transparency we need that's all we need we don't need nothing about your finances <laughs> just okay. let us know who's playing I don't care anybody under the table this payments under yeah nobody cares Cam, bag of jewels whatever you do we don't care <laughs> not my problem but i need to know who's playing who's playing this week and if you don't tell me that Mario Diaz is going to dubai how are we supposed to know how are we gonna get it? at the very least why don't you cut him down a little bit unexpected points things like that <laughs> form be like nice nah, gonna play badly because he's not gonna play at all he's not gonna play at all yeah that might that that might affect his offensive efficiency if yeah. he's not on the field <laughs> If he's not in the country, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Expected points next round. How about zero? 
<laughs> so, guy's doing a physical in Dubai. I think this is go. Uh, I'm sure he similar to um, uh, who was the, uh, who was the guy that went to uh, not Fabian Bech- Castillo. Fabian Castillo. Yeah. Besiktas? Did he go? Where did he go? No, no, no. no, no. Uh, Traps and Spore. Traps and Spore. It boggles my mind that I know these names yeah. of these <laughs> Traps and Spore of these teams in we Turkey. All, we were all. <laughs> Little boys just looking up at a Trabs and Sport what? poster. What has this sport done to me? I'm like, why do I know this information? Every year when the team photo Trabs and Sport comes out, my grandmother puts it up above the mantle. You all know it. This is the ritual we all live. So the um, so yeah, but I, I think uh, the, I think FC Dallas is going to be. They're sitting, I believe, in uh, second or third place in the Western Conference. But this uh, is going to affect them. Very very negatively. They looked. They lost. They lost to the the Red Bulls when they were up ten men, up a man yeah. for seventy five minutes of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they their midfield does look a little bit. Uh, they they they're lacking the creativity that Mario Diaz uh, provided. Yeah, I mean he's their number ten essentially. You know he's their creative, yeah. uh, the most creative player on the team. That's not going to be easy to come back from. They're in third place in the Shield. Yeah, and you're selling one of your best players. But this is what happens. When you play in the summer, people are leaving midway. <laughs> Patrick Vieira, yeah. gone midway through the season. Mauro Diaz, gone midway through the season. Did you hear about uh, a couple issues that Vieira's dealing with already? No. Uh, apparently, Mario Balotelli Here did, we go. Not, did not show up to uh, the, the, the training that every player was supposed to go to, but the mandatory training. Ah. There were two players. I forgot the other guy. But the other guy, uh, it was reported that he had like a plane delay or some issue like that. But uh, Balotelli got no excuse. Yeah, Balotelli was at the the uh, Takashi concert in Italy. Oh, Takashi brought him out. Oh, well, interesting. Oh, yeah. maybe that's why he was. He was like, "Well, of course I'm late. I'm partying with six <laughs> nine. Duh. Yo, I mean, like, give me a break. Yeah, right? on the regular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Takashi uh, six nine, did you see uh, what he's been doing on the internet? The guy's got goalkeeping skills. He guys got co- goalkeeping skills more than I, I. Like he made a he made a little video of him like playing soccer poorly, pretending yeah, pretending to be like bad at it. And, and then like, he was like, "Yo, yo, yo, that's all jokes right now." You know, but like, then, yo, dead ass. I was like the best goalkeeper <laughs> in high school. His kid's a New Yorker, mm-hmm. half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. Yes, kids got skills. Kids got skills. He was actually, ta- you know, taking some shots. I mean, look, they only posted the ones where he made saves, <laughs> which you you, yeah. you expect that. Which you know, look, if you are if you're Spain, you're like, can we do that for De Gea? <laughs> we only we only count the ones where he saves them. Yo, I mean, but the kids got a lot of skill. Clearly, well trained. David De Gea, we know for the next World Cup, needs to have. A serious amount of tattoos on his face. Yeah. If you really want to be taken seriously, if you in don't have a six nine on your forehead, then we know you ain't ready for this. Yeah, you you know what? Upgrade it. Don't even get a six nine on your on your face. Don't get a tattoo of six nine on your face. Get a tattoo of two people sixty nine on your face. There we ne- go. Then, okay, then we're gonna see how really committed you are to to la 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 selection. What is it? The rojos or the roja? Yeah. La roja. That's what they call them, right? The uh, Spain. I think they call them la roja. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think it's that. Also, I'm I'm interested to see who's on top and who's on bottom in the 69. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, my su- my su- suggestion, Mourinho and Pogba. Really? Yeah, yeah. Re- making a Both amends. of them on top? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Making those the six on the nine? Yeah. I think, I mean, Mourinho's like, got to be on bottom. He's an older man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, what, what were you? Oh, yeah. So, but uh, no, Takashi also did a fun, uh, hilarious video after Mexico lost. 
uh, in the World Cup. Yeah, where he was just looking all sad and despondent somewhere. He was in Italy. He yeah, walking around town with a Mexican flag and and only walking around with one shoe. Yeah, he was he he walked down with his pants below his butt. One they just at, kept falling, and falling, one, and further. one leg, one pant leg up above his knee. Yeah, and only walking around with one shoe. Uh, so either he's falling on hard times. Takashi's got jokes, or or the guy has a sense of humor, and it's difficult. To really take him super seriously because and he's he's usually like number one troll on the internet. And also, he's that he's funny enough where I think we can make this announcement. We are extending an offer. Takashi, you can come play for Cooligans FC. <laughs> Comedians <laughs> only team. You're good enough keeper. I, first of all, I don't want to lose on a I don't want to lose a game with Takashi 69 on my team because I there's gonna be bodies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I, other team's like, uh, we're just gonna let you score a couple home goals <laughs> because we're gonna do we don't really want because there's be- all these dudes dressed in red staring at us. <laughs> it's just like it's all of a sudden there's too many bandanas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super comfortable playing. I thought your team colors were white. Why is everyone here wearing red? This is very uncomfortable. Uh, but but funny. You gotta we, we, look. We point out when people do funny stuff, whether we agree or disagree with their lifestyle or what they do. Yeah. But it was it was some funny stuff. So let's go. Let's talk about a, a couple games. Cali Classico. Let's start with that because yeah. that game uh, was a, a great back and forth. Pretty nuts. Uh, it was it was entertaining to watch. Um, I don't know why and, they and, and to play in. I'm sure it was fun. For I'm them. sure they enjoyed themselves. <laughs> I don't know why they played at Stanford. I know they said they have fifty five thousand. That must be a much bigger stadium because they didn't look it. You could see a lot of empty seats, but um, you know there was only really one goal scored in the run of play. Like everything else was. You know penalties and okay, yeah. Okay, although so, Alessandrini had a monster so, free kick. Yeah, well, the, the all the goals, uh, a brace for Zlatan again. Yeah, uh, but his first goal that happened, uh, what fifty six seconds, uh, into the game. Yeah, Zlatan. I think keepers need to learn very quickly that the, Zlatan. It, I think is is the strongest kicker. On this day, on on in the league, right? He has got a goddamn boot on him. He is, he blasted the ball so damn hard. Uh, I, I don't even know who the keeper is for for San Jose right now, but he, I mean, he made him look silly. I uh, he it, it looked like is it so, a Bingham? No, Bingham was is, last year. Yeah, he's last the, year he's the Galaxy keeper. He's not now. a Galaxy, yeah. But the the he looked like you know when you have a gnat flying around your face and yeah. you like. It, it, it's like on your eye and face and you're like, you swing at it way too late. You're always so, like a so, step ahead uh, behind it. That's, yeah. what, that's what goalkeepers look like trying to stop Zlatan's <laughs> shots. They're like, oh no. And they look like they're just fighting with the air. Cause it's yeah. like, the, bro, the ball was in, went in seconds ago. You're, yeah. you're, you look like you have like, like a, a motor, motor move, like motor <laughs> issues where you can't. It's like that gif of the kid that gets kicked in the face with the ball and then he jumps to yes. the right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> So uh, it's not that I'm making people look bad, but and I, I feel you know you you see uh, the post game uh, conferences that Zlatan gives and the interviews and stuff, and you you start feeling really bad. Uh, he sh- he needs to be on a be- he wants to be on a better team. Yeah, you he 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 can't say it, but he's good enough. He's good enough to be winning trophies. Yes, he's had he had should if he had better uh, surroundings. Yes, and uh, a better, probably a better coach. <laughs> and the but the the problem uh, in this game, Michael Ciani was 
a nightmare. And I, I think Siani is either on a Tom, TAM contract or might be a designated player. I don't remember. Uh, but he's getting p- paid a lot of money. He's a ticking TAM bomb. <laughs> Am I right? He is uh, a 34-year-old defender. Uh, looks every bit of it. Look and looks that's best way to put it. Yeah. Looks every second of <laughs> yeah. 34 plus. That has been a hard 34 years. <laughs> he is he he is looking slow and I understand that he's an international, he's French and whatever, big guy. Yeah. Uh but just a step slow and he's he's the he is the weak link in that back line in LA Galaxy. They I don't know if they have anybody better, but he he he's he's becoming a problem. Yeah. I mean, he's he couldn't handle his role and there was a lot of players looking around um on the LA Galaxy which are like maybe they're not up to par, you know what yeah. I mean? But then I also wonder is it and that's why I said the coaching thing, is it that the tactics aren't right, you know? Like it clearly look if this was like a Sampoli, we'd say like okay, that's not it. You know what I mean? <laughs> clearly the tactics I mean, are perfectly fine. Yeah, he's flawless, never made a mistake. <laughs> uh but if you look at what Siggy Schmidt and uh Dominic Kinnear, what those guys are doing, uh it just seems like there's something lackluster about the way this team plays. That and but it's also San Jose. San Jose is uh, is they they are the DC United of the Western Conference. They are very very bad. Uh, and, and they lost to DC United. So yeah. it says a lot. They are uh they're a bad team. And LA Galaxy. But are, they came. They stepped up for they this. They stepped game. up. And and uh, we saw you saw Wondolowski as Tarbell's the 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 keeper. Yeah. Uh, when he scored that uh, when he scored his first goal, he scored the penalty. That well, that the penalty Tarbell was rebounded. Saved. Yeah. Yeah. But he yelled at Tarbell. I wonder he, why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, he yelled at Bingham. Yeah, the big. Oh, yeah, the big. One. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, but when you saw him uh, hit, uh, the, the uh, you saw him score and just yelled at Bingham. I mean, Bingham was the key, was there last year. It, it it is. We asked the question to uh, uh to Mark Fishkin about what you think NYCFC and uh and Rebels would ever either do a trade or or work together in any way. Uh, yeah, and he was like, hell no. But Bingham, I I don't. He wasn't traded to. No, I think he just he, signed. He, he just with, signed yeah. with them. So uh, it it. it for the players themselves, you, like may I ask you that? Would is a player leave if a player left NYCFC and signed with the Rebels? Is that like the worst thing they could do, or do you not you you can't support that player anymore when they come back, right? If you're a player and you didn't get along with that player, and then they go and sign with your rival, I think it's fair game, and I think that that's what we saw. I think as a fan, you never want to see a player you like sign with the other team. Of course, that sucks. Yeah, it, it, and uh, raise another thing. There was a great article uh, from uh, Paul Tenorio on the Athletic uh, that that I thought was really interesting about uh, that he brought up um, that MLS needs to. It's sort of like a copycat league, and and bringing up the the one thing that should be that MLS should do on their own is uh, intra league loans which is the thing you don't see often. Yeah, you don't see that very often. I, I, he brought up the example of, of Andrew Carlton, who can't really get playing time for the first team in Atlanta. And he's really good. And he's very good. Uh, and for, you know, and he's going to be a future uh, U.S. men's national team midfielder. Yeah. And he needs playing time. And uh, and it's and it's not impossible to see him in, in, in the, maybe the bench of the next World Cup. So if the U.S. can get there, obviously. But the, the one thing that we don't really see is that that teams are not they 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 don't seem inclined to let their young talent play on another team in MLS. Well, yeah, I mean though I think it's just a simple thing of the last thing you want. I mean the, these are assets. Yeah. And you don't want them to get injured. 
Which, but you still need them want, to play. But you need them to get better. Yeah, and you need them to that when they do get to your team, uh, just like any, just like in the, the Premier League, they loan to every uh, to everybody. Everyone, in everyone. The, Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. has like a thousand players out, and, and it's a thing that MLS does not really do, and it, it's something that should change. I mean, uh, uh, it's a it's a great article on on the Athletic. Uh, the the headline is MLS teams are reluctant to loan each other's top prospects but that could change so uh, i highly suggest you read it also the athletic uh you know we have they're sponsoring the show yeah uh they're, they're sponsoring awesome the cooligans and they're and they're great if you go to theathletic.com slash cooligans uh and you will get 40 percent off, off your first uh your first year, year. subscription yeah and your it, first year and and it's not just soccer it's a bunch of other sports we talked about it a bunch but uh the articles are great and guys like paul tenorio uh one of the best soccer writers that there yeah. are all-star staff Men and women covering the game, and so I highly recommend uh, you checking it out. So, yeah, George Karash did a great job putting that together. So the uh, a couple uh, NYCFC loses to Chicago Fire. What happened, Alexis? Katai, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, Qatar, no one, yeah, what? <laughs> the Katai World Cup. Uh, no one knew how to handle Katai, man. Oh, I mean, no, no one specifically. Ben Sweat, ben, the homie Ben Sweat. We love you, Ben Sweat, but man. Yeah. Uh, and also Alexander Collins, who was yeah. also slipping and sliding. Just all, both of them slipping and sliding. <laughs> um, look, I think, you know, you go up. And they, look, NYCFC has not had a good road uh, road experience this season. Yeah. Uh, this was one of those games where you're like, all right, we're turning it around. No. No. All of a sudden. I mean, we know V is, v is injured. Uh, he hurt his knee in the last game. Uh, uh, but the jury Shradi back on back scoring goals. Shradi. Uh, Forget. Losing uh, early goal. Uh, that the uh, Nemanja Nikolic, your boyfriend, uh, mm-hmm. scores. Uh, which remember, he's he loves me. He loves you. <laughs> he didn't want to do it, but he had to do it. Yeah, Alexis. So he. Uh, some people don't know what we're talking about, but look up <laughs> look up our All Star video on YouTube. Uh, yeah. So to explain why I am calling him his uh, Nemanja Nikolic, Alexis' boyfriend. So, uh, but uh, Shradi scores, and then Burgett, your your new best friend. Yeah. Yo Inga Burgett. We've been talking about since day one. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but great things. And then, be- then beginning in the second half, Katai was just like, you know what? Let me turn this on and just embarrass these fools. And he and, and he did exactly that. His, both of his goals were uh, ben, ben Sweat giving him a, just a little too much space and then uh, and then getting it past uh, Sean Johnson. Also getting turned around. I yeah. mean, he's running backwards, he's running sideways. Uh, you know, Katai is one of those players that when he turns it on, it, it's fucking incredible. Uh, you don't see that often, but maybe that's maybe that's the change Chicago needs. Maybe that was the moment where Chicago becomes a little bit of a better team. Than yeah, they and have the cool been. thing, and, and again, and they're in the playoffs as of right now. They're in the they're in the picture. I mean, they're not having a terrible season. Are they? I don't even know where they are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the last. They're, they're uh, in sixth place. Yeah, yeah, good for them. So, but uh, also World Cup effect. You're seeing in, in that game, that NYCFC game uh, at Toyota Park. Uh, they had uh, a lot of people. A lot of people. I was just like, hey, there's people out here. A little bit of a bump. Every four <laughs> years, we get a bump. Look up bump. You got to love yeah. it. Uh, but a shame for uh, NYCFC, you know, I mean, it, it, I guess after the game, people were like, oh, that was a trap game. It's like, no, man. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of, t- I mean, teams struggle with Chicago uh, occasionally, but they, they're not, they, they're not in the best of form, but Katai took over the game. And I was like, and, and really just d- demanded those three points. It, and for Dome Torrent, the new coach. Uh, this is clearly like still kind of his preseason. I feel like his first real game is going to be uh, this weekend coming up with oh uh, against the New York Red Bulls. Yeah, he's going to learn real fast. Yeah, he's going to get <laughs> he's going to get learned. <laughs> so, hoping for the best out there. Uh, last game we want to talk about uh, Seattle and Portland. Yeah. Seattle. Uh, well, actually, let me correct this. Portland 
wins in uh in uh, CenturyLink. Yeah, in Seattle. In Seattle for the first time ever in regular season. Wow. <laughs> so this was I a, was not aware of that. This is a big deal. I was uh, I I hung out uh, with the the homie Eric Eric, Eric Keating. Keating. Uh, uh, he who who is one of the members of Timbers Army Gotham Company yeah. uh, in New York. Lovely people hung out with them uh, at Smithfield Hall for sounds like a sounds like a layer that uh, evil people hang out in. <laughs> Welcome to the Timbers Army Gotham Company. <laughs> sure, we're yeah. gonna get Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I wish they didn't brand me, but that was yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's part of the initiation, it's part of the culture. <laughs> You know, what are you going to do? I'm like, guys, I'm not even a Timbers fan. They're yeah. like, no, you still need to be yeah. branded. <laughs> uh, I have Timbers Joey on my buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, they just, I just got a lot of wood. <laughs> Sorry. For com. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Portland, they good on them. I and mean, this game was a, uh, a, a game where, uh, look, I'm hanging out with a bunch of Timbers. I'm not particularly nervous about the game or the result, but they, you, I, you feel it. Every they really wanted to win this game, and right. And Seattle's having such a nightmare of a season. It's like terrible. You should. This is the game you should win. Uh, but a brace uh, from uh, uh, I, I, feel, I don't know how to say his name because it's not. It can't be Larry's. Is no. it like Lottie's? I think it's like Lottie's Mabiala. Yeah. We're going to say Lottie's. Yeah. Because Larry's. Larry's doesn't, doesn't feel, <laughs> feel right at all. And I, I knew, I knew uh, uh, growing up, I knew a Lottie, but it, it was like English is Larry. Yeah. But he's Latin. But he's Latin. It's so like James. Yeah. Uh, so you say Lottie's. Uh, Lottie's. Lottie. So, yeah. uh, whatever. So Lottie, Lottie, we like to party. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> we do cause trouble though, and we uh, seem to bother some people occasionally. For times that we bother, um, but a, 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 a tough game, and, and the, but the fact that Portland can get this uh, victory uh, is pretty huge, uh, and it, the fact that the, the, the center back gets the brace. I mean, they, when most of the time when I watch a Seattle Portland game, I'm like, all right. The, the last game was 1-0. Like, they, they they just defensively, they're like, nobody wants to mess up. Nobody wants to lose this game. Yeah. So they're usually not the most entertaining. But we got we get five goals in this game. Yeah, this one was a big one. And you got uh, Armenteros again. Yeah. Yeah, Guano. The Cuban sensation from yeah, Norway. From We're- Norway. <laughs> Don't ask us any questions. <laughs> Don't ask me how you got there. Look, Look, it was a it was a political. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of political tor- turmoil. Asylum, you know, <laughs> let the let the man live it wherever he wants. Norway's just perfectly fine. Uh, but I, I was hoping Seattle would uh, show a little bit more uh, composure. Uh, uh, Nicolodero uh, is back, um, but. There's there's too many problems. I mean, there's too many problems. Yeah, it's an odd it's an odd season. Uh, uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz, which we didn't mention. Yes, yes. Uh, was- you know, when he comes on, you know, clearly this is going to be like, all right, let's see if we can figure this out. Yes, maybe sneak into the playoffs. Might not happen. I but we're prepared for next season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they are sitting with 12 points. They are uh, they're nine points off of the six uh, six spot. Thought may not happen, but there's time. All star game hasn't even happened yet. That's right, but but it's not gonna happen. I mean, you I feel never so, sorry for Seattle. You never know never, Seattle. You, you never know. I mean, you it's gonna be the the, the final is gonna be Sounders DC United. Yeah. It's gonna be. <laughs> it could be Sweden versus Sounders. We just no one knows. And shout out to Gustav Svensson. That's get, right. Uh, playing ninety minutes. Uh, who who they play against? Uh, uh just today. They're just today against Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, and Gustav Svensson had a had a good showing. Yeah. Repping repping Seattle. So see, so maybe an MLS player in the quarterfinals. The only the only one left. That's it. 
Imagine there uh, can be only one. Did Gustav Fenton win the MLS Cup with Seattle? He wasn't there yet. He's the first MLS player to reach the quarterfinals uh, with a non-Concacaf team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about it in the game that he uh, originally came from China. He was playing uh, in the Chinese Super League, but they, when they they created the rule of uh, of limiting the foreign players that you could have, then he was like, oh, I got. And then he got cut, and he had to go, and he went to Sounders. Yeah. So he he was he defected. I don't know. He didn't defect, but you know <laughs> he had he had to get out of China. He begged for his freedom, and we gave it to him. Uh, so the Seattle Sounders gave him asylum. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. Um, all right. So that's it, everybody. What a, another fun show. It's been a good one, uh, guys. Uh, go to World Cup Comedy Tour. Buy yourself some tickets. You're gonna have a blast. Um, that's it. That's My name it. is Alexis Guerrero. My name is Christian Polanco. Uh, we had a good time today on the.